0: I just always wanted to be like a criminal,
1: you know. All right, so in New York, growing up, good kid, doesn't sound like it.
0: I started selling when I was twelve. <laughs>
1: you make it sound like I held off.
0: Yeah, I held off. Till Not 12. like those other kids. I actually got caught, and the cop said to me, "He's like, you're twelve years old selling. You're going to be thirteen selling. I'm a dealer now, and I had these these customers that were heads. Like they'd buy a half at one o'clock, uh, call me at three for another half and then at five for like another half.
1: I, I love the guys that say like, listen, if I come back, don't sell to me because only money I got left is my rent money. An Typically, answer, what you always do is they take the rent money and they go, you're gonna come up with it, bro. You'll be all right.
0: I wasn't that ruthless.
1: <laughs> I would at least put up a fight. No, I can't take, I can't take, I can't take your rent money. No, no. <laughs> okay.
0: We give the material to the kid to make this with. My partner comes back and he's like, bro, it only yielded like under one and a half percent. So I knew that they were both. So I get with my buddy and I was like, send your people over there.
1: Who's his people?
0: I didn't want to know. They they weren't
1: bad people.
0: They were really bad people. Okay. So they go up to the front door and they have, you know, and they knock on the door. The kid was inside. He's got his. And somehow one of the guys that I sent there. Got.
1: Oh, that's that's not good.
0: No, it was bad.
1: Not so <laughs> much fun when the rabbits got the gun.
0: She calls the cops. They like show up to my house. I have my there. I have the cold room in the garage. I can't have the cops showing up to my house. I'm like, what are you thinking?
1: Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I am here with Dave Ostroth. He is a cannabis cultivator and narcotics distributor, and we're going to be interviewing him for Inside True Crime and...
0: Check out the video. I was born and raised in Albany, just outside of Albany, New York. Okay, yeah. So um, I'm a New Yorker, um, but you're in Colorado now. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Okay. But, um, yeah, uh, my dad's uh, Ukrainian Jew, my mom's Italian, so I'm a, I'm a pizza bagel. Right. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. So, um. Yeah. I grew up like just super fascinated in the, the costa nostra and the kosher nostra which is the jewish mob have you heard that before <laughs> No, you heard that Coach? no i was actually just thinking that that a uh um a pizza bagel
1: sounds good i was like that's you never accurate. heard that either not bad yeah like, uh, i
0: wouldn't mind one i love bread yeah anyway that, anyways yeah so uh you know uh i idolize like lucky lucky luciano and uh Bugsy Siegel and Meyer Lansky and those guys. Right. Um, I just always wanted to be like a, a bad guy, like a criminal, you know? I mean, I thought it was like a normal thing, but I guess it's not. It is it is for some people. Yeah. Right. Well, a
1: lot, a lot of people, but. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so. Um, 1% of society. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the 1% that got caught. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, and I think there's something like, um, 25% of Americans have like felony convictions or something. I remember the, the number was outrageous. Oh,
0: I believe it. It's one percent that's currently
1: incarcerated. Currently incarcerated yeah. in some type of yeah, incarceration. Which is a lot. That's Yeah. Well, 350 million people, that's like what three and a half million, million people? That's a that's a lot of people. That's a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> there's the intercom. That's fine. It, it it adds to the allure.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: So wow. So, um yes. all right, so
0: in New York growing up. Yep. Good kid? Doesn't sound like it. No. All really. right. Not not that I wasn't the worst kid, but you know, I didn't really respect authority or the rules. Um I got in trouble here and there. Um, but I mean I didn't eh, I was gonna say I didn't start selling weed until I was twelve, but I started selling weed when I was twelve. That's that like, kind of, how you You make it sound like
1: I held off.
0: Yeah, I held off.
1: Not like those other kids. Yeah. (laughs) He's
0: selling weed at 12. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I mean, at 12, you know, I didn't feel like I was like like, looking back. It's crazy to think like 12 is like a child. And but at the time, I'm like, you know, I'm fucking, you know, badass. I'm a gangster. Yeah, I'm a gangster. So, yeah, I started selling weed when I'm 12. Um, I'm a little young for my grades. So I was in eighth grade at this point um so i'm not quite in high school yet and i remember it was 12 because i actually got caught by the police when i was 12 i had like a bunch of uh, bags weighed out in a scale and the cop said to me he's like you're 12 years old selling weed you're gonna be 13 selling crack in albany and <laughs> what does that go for <laughs> right, right yeah i was like it's than on that but um Yeah, so, I mean, he wasn't wrong, but his timeline was... I didn't start selling coke dolls. All right. So, yeah, so, uh, 13, I get to high school. Um, I start selling weed to, like, the upperclassmen, you know. I was, like, the weed guy. I'd come to school every day with a bunch of bags, weighed out, and a scale, and just sell weed in the bathroom. And, um, like, my my dad uh, sold weed, like, um, my three siblings all grew and, you know, uh, it, I come from like a family of growers. Um, i love above your environment. Yeah. Like, uh, my dad went to uh, school in New Mexico. He played for the, uh, baseball for the university of New Mexico Lobos. And he drove trucks for my grandpa's carpet business. So he ended up meeting this kid in, uh, in his English class who was a cartel. And it came up that my dad knew how to drive trucks. And the kids, like, you want a job? And my dad's like, yeah, sure. So my dad starts driving these trucks down to Mexico full of cash. And then he'd go to this warehouse full of drugs and load it up. And he got, this is in the 60s, he got 17 grand and a kilo for every run he did. So he was That was when he was in college. That
1: uh, was in the 60s where they were probably waving cars through
0: too. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, oh, well they, they would pay off the the fucking order, you know what I mean? Like these guys were the real deal. Um but they started robbing the trucks. Um, so my dad had to go with a bodyguard and he's like, fuck this, I'm out. He's he's like, I'm not getting paid enough for this. Right. But he got he had a nice sports car with it and you know, he he did good. Then he uh he he moved on this five acre property on the Rio Grande and uh him and his friends they planted uh four acres of weed and set up like an irrigation system and everything. And that, he is, that was how it all started, I guess. And then um, my siblings are all like a lot older than me. So I I knew at this point when I'm 13 that that's what they did. Um, I knew that's what I wanted to do eventually. And so I ended up dropping out of high school at 16 and my dad uh, let me start growing weed in the basement and that was all down well it went uphill a little bit but mostly downhill from there um so i drop out i go and get my gd like a month later um didn't study or anything like i'm a brain like i love learning and i'm smart i just hated school you know right i was the reason i dropped out was because my attendance was so bad that i wasn't going to be able to complete my junior year they wanted me to do summer school so i was like fuck that. I'm just going to go get my GED and go to college. So I actually started uh, community college when I was 16. And uh, I was taking business administration. Um, it took me, like, I took a year off. I started boxing, and I was working, like, at a gym. And it took me three years to get my associates. Um, but once I got my associates, I was like, I could transfer to, like, a four-year now. And I knew, like, weed had just been legalized. This is 2012 um recreational in colorado so i was like that's where i want to go so i i started applying to schools my first choice is university of boulder or colorado boulder um why Why? just just curious well it's just a a sweet school like their campus is amazing it's a party school Uh, it's like one of the biggest party schools in the country at the time um which i didn't need yeah (laughs) all the right it was like last all the right reasons. exactly but it's a good school too um but my gpa wasn't high enough so i was like all right what's what's the next biggest one and i found uh colorado state university in fort collins and at this point i'm looking to go to school for horticulture naturally Mm -hmm. um so uh it turns out csu actually has the better ag program so i applied there um, my GPA, I think I needed a 2.8 and I had a three, 3.0. So I got accepted. And then, um, April of 2013, I moved from Albany, New York to Fort Collins, Colorado. And, uh, yeah, I was going to CSU for horticulture and same thing. Like, it was just like, I don't like school. I'm just going to grow weed and you know, I think the starting salary for a horticulture graduate at the time was like $30,000. So like, what what am I doing? Like, it's 45 grand a year out of state tuition. Like, I'm not doing this. So I dropped out after. I mean, you didn't know
1: that going in? You didn't think about that? Or you were just doing it because you thought you wanted an education?
0: I thought like I was going to learn a lot about stuff that I could apply to growing. And which I did, but. It turns out there's so much information on the fucking internet for free. Right. That's specific to weed. So I was studying like how to grow weed online while I'm in school. And I was just like, I can just learn what I need to learn for free and, you know, not have to go to class and all that bullshit. So yeah, I dropped out and um, just started focusing on growing. And um, my dad and I lived together at the time. And we, we had a grow in the, in the basement. Um, our landlord was cool with it. Um, and, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't a great grow. You know, this is like the early days of my career. and um, So who are you selling
1: this to at this point? Like you just, you go up there and immediately get a, a group of people you, know you can sell to
0: or just college students? So at first, I, I actually um, drove my first harvest back to New York. That's the only time I've been back to New York since I moved out here. And I sold it there because uh, I, you know, I still had all my friends there and then drove back and ended up, I only made like 12 grand. I ended up getting fucking pulled over in Iowa on the way back, on the way back with the money. Yeah. Awesome. So going to college. I'm in college. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to buy a motorcycle because all I had was the money. And my dumbass, for whatever reason, decided to bring the scale that I was using back with me. It was like a $20 scale. I could have just thrown out. And it. and it had like a little bit of weed residue, like a couple hairs on it. You can say, well, what is that? What, yeah. what? And my buddy told me to bring this back. Yeah. But they weren't buying it. Um, They're like, what's all this money from? Of course, it's all like, you know, 20s. It was ridiculous. stripper money. Yeah. <laughs> look at me. I, was, I told him I was going look to buy me. a motorcycle. Yeah. Look hey, at me. Hey, look at me.
1: I, I walked into you know. a bar. They start throwing ones at me. Yep. I can't help it. Am I going to not take the ones, officer? Of, exactly. <laughs> so, you got to oh, think faster
0: when I these, uh, when these hey. questions come at you. I was 22, man. i get a <laughs> break. You know, I learned from it though. But yeah, so they end up impounding my my um. get what I was it a Ford SUV Explorer. An Explorer. They impounded it. Took my money. They were grilling me, like and they interrogated me. They're like. You know, uh, we're gonna go through your phone, like you better just tell us what you're gonna do. I was like, I was sitting there deleting shit like under the table and I am like, All right, where's you know, show me the warrant, you guys can go right through it. They didn't end up going through it. They, yeah. you know. Um no, I'm say Yeah, I bonded out. I was in some shitty, tiny fucking jail. Um, my dad, I called my dad, uh, he bonded me out. Um they ended up giving me like a possession of like marijuana paraphernalia. It was like a misdemeanor or like a ticket or something. And I, I called like a normal, you know what normal is? It's like the national organization of, it's like the national marijuana organization. And they, they provide like attorneys. So I went to uh, the Iowa normal website and found an attorney to take my case. And basically he was, he was gonna fight to get my money back, and then you gotta say that's my money. What are you talking
1: yeah. about? You yeah. you gotta prove this is drug money, or exactly. really they're gonna say you have to prove that you legitimately got it, right? Which
0: they tried to do at first, but I didn't end up having to. You
1: know, was, um, all you gotta do is when you file your taxes, say I made this much money and this much of it was cash, and
0: this is. Uh, I've never filed taxes in my life. That's a that's it's gonna catch up with you. I know it's, <laughs> but hey, I'm being honest here. I look, you, you're like.
1: <laughs> You got like a, You got bigger problems right now. You're living in a halfway house. Yeah, exactly. That's like, the worst. I mean,
0: yeah. What do I care? Um, they can come after me. They, you can't. What is it, uh, the saying? You can't bleed a, a stone or whatever. You can't, you can't get blood from a stone.
1: Um, <laughs> well, plus, there's also you know, the the IRS would have to prove that you make more than I think it's like sixteen thousand. If you make if you make less than sixteen thousand, like you don't even pay taxes. So
0: yeah. So I mean, I never. I kept everything in my dad's name. You know, I just spent cash, but, but anyway, so my lawyer ends up getting me my money back, but after the fees and paying him, I got back, I think like 3,500 bucks. Fucking.
1: For a long
0: Right. I was, I was so pissed and it took like
1: almost a year. But Be- being an attorney is just a license to steal. I know.
0: I heard you talking about that. on the. I forgot. It the, is. It was the one you posted yesterday. But yeah, I was like, that's yes. so true. They are just crooks, man. But yeah, so that was like my first like kind of close encounter with the law. Um, so I go back, uh, took the loss. Uh, we kept growing. I think it might have been the next harvest. Um, it was all sour diesel, so it, was, it smelled great, but really strong. And it was July, um, and our air conditioner for the house went out. So we, we were trimming it, and we opened the windows because the house was like fucking 95 degrees. And one of our neighbors calls the cops, and is like the whole fucking neighborhood smells like a skunk. And they they knew it was us, so they, they gave them our address, and they looked up. Our address and I had a 99 plant count um, medical card, which allowed me to grow 99 plants. So they're like, "All right, we're going to go check this out to make sure that these guys are legit." Um, I should I need to to backtrack just a little bit. So I started making a uh, butane hash oil. I don't know if you've heard of this before, like shatter. No, no, no. So all right, so yeah, you can take weed and run butane through it and it extracts all the resin and it makes like this golden um, hash basically Um, I'm oversimplifying it you know for the sake of time and everything and so I actually started making that in 2009 before I moved to Colorado Um, and back then we used to use a, a metal turkey baster fill that with weed and then use just a can of lighter fluid butane and it was super dangerous because you have all this butane dispersing. A flame ignites it. You got a fire, like it was bad news. So they ended up coming out with these systems called closed loop extractors, and they were these big stainless steel machines. You could put like two pounds of weed in it, and you used a big tank, like a twenty-five pound tank of distilled butane. So it was, it was cleaner, safer. It's supposed to be safer, but really, you, you have a if you have a leak in the system you have 25 pounds of butane that's going to ignite. It's a bomb. Right. So, but overall, it's it's just inherently safer. So anyways, back to the story. Um, I have my closed-loop extractor broken down on the kitchen table. So it's this big mess of, it was neatly broken down, but it was a, a bunch of stainless steel parts and gaskets. And in my bedroom, I had um these, they're called a, a vacuum oven, which you use to, purge the butane out of the hash and i have that full of hash in my bedroom and it's like six o'clock in the morning knock 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 it's the mar- medical marijuana enforcement division uh three they're plainclothes cops and they're like hey we got a complaint from the neighbor um we just want to come in and make sure everything's you know kosher and so my the, my dad we're from the government we're yeah, no, we're your, your friends. You. We're the medical marijuana. In for- we're just trying to make sure you're not doing anything, you know, crazy. Yeah, uh, they're fucking cops. So, <laughs> so my dad answers the door, and I'm shitting my pants because my fucking you walk into the house and it goes down to the basement, like right next to the front door, but you can see the kitchen right when you walk in. So I'm like, holy shit, my fucking extractor is right out in the open. I got like like two pounds of hash in my bedroom and so my dad's like yeah yeah i'll take you down to the basement and like just so happens the night prior i had cleaned up the entire grow we had just harvested so everything's neat clean all the weed is in like big tubs um so luckily i did that because it they would have seen like all the the dead plants like we had a lot of plants
1: so it looks like you only have the 90 plants
0: well, did no, you have more so, than that. We harvested all of the plants. So we actually had no living plants at this time. All we there's had, there's no way for them to tell how many you had. How
1: many did you I have? 90 or more than 90? Okay.
0: Uh, it was 10 years ago. I can't really remember. But, but, anyways, so my dad takes the three cops downstairs and I like, I'm peeking around the corner. I see them go downstairs and I start tiptoeing and doing runs back to my bedroom with all the I had to do like 10 trips all the parts and I'm tiptoeing so they don't hear me going back and forth and um, my dad like stalled them long enough downstairs so so that I could clear out the hash stuff right. and they come up and I'm just sitting there in the kitchen like oh hey how's it going guys and everything's put away and they're like all right, yeah we're, we're good here you know if the neighbors call again we'll just tell them you guys, are, you guys aren't doing anything wrong and they're just going to have to deal with the smell and we're like, all right, guys, thank you so much. Like, you know, you have a great day. And they leave, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I would have got a manufacturer. It would have been bad. Like, you're not supposed to do that shit. It's a manufacturing uh, narcotics charge. Like, it's like the, the extractor. same thing. What's that? Yeah, the extractor. Yeah. So um, dodged the bullet there. And that kind of emboldened me because I, I was like, they said, if anyone calls the cops on us, they know we're not doing anything wrong. So now we can go nuts. You know what I mean? That is not that is not the way to interpret that. But I
1: would have interpreted it that way.
0: Yeah, you got to think now. This is no looking back. It was crazy, but like I'm. This is me at the time, arrogant as fuck, and just thinking I'm untouchable. Right. So I I just you know kept doing what I was doing, and uh, about a year later, like I had been making hash um for other growers at this point they're bringing me their entire harvest and the deal was i get 30 percent of the hash i produce so i'm getting 30 30 of these guys grows right and i'm only doing like a week's worth of work like it was it was great um so my grows kind of like all this stuff oh at this point i had met um guys through instagram that were posting hash uh with like the hashtag Fort Collins actually one of my really good friends I still talk to to this day I was he had a picture of him holding up a a slab of hash and I hit him up and I was or he might have hit me up I can't remember but I was like hey we should you know link up we'll we'll dab we'll smoke and he introduced me he his whole thing was Joe I saw so pure sport can you hear it
1: I, I mean, okay, he said, gentlemen, yeah, a support group.
0: Anyways, so- um, That's just, nice. People, yeah. adding people. Oh, yeah. I mean, Summerstone's great. Shout out Summerstone. But anyways, um, so this kid, his thing was, he had a little grow himself, and he had someone making hash for him, but he was a middleman and a, a broker. Mm-hmm. So he buys up all these guys' entire grows, and then sells it, slings it back to like the East Coast. Um, he's, he's from um, the Northeast as well. Um, so that we kind of clicked because of that. And um, he's a mass hole though, we, you know, we worked through it. And um, he, he would buy a lot of my stuff. And he, through him, I, I was able to network and meet all these other growers that I was able to make cash for and it kind of just like blew my business up and um, but he was also you know selling coke, uh, molly acid, everything. He was the one stop shop. Right. Amazingly he never got in trouble and he was super reckless. He would just have people in and out all the time. Come on Stanley. (laughs) It missed him on count. Anyways, so yeah, so this kid's like he's like the trap lord and we become like really good friends i actually end up moving into his house and um oh i need to back up a little bit i end up getting a job with this guy naughty um he's got a youtube channel k-n-o-t-t-y-y check him out great dude um great hash maker i end up moving out to seattle um and making hash for him and it's great he's like to this day, he's the best friend I've ever had. And Darian, if you ever see this, I love you and I miss you. It's a great dude. Um, and I was I was making twenty an hour under the table working for him, working fifty hours a week, so I'm making a thousand dollars cash a week. But I didn't have to worry about you know distribution or you know anything. So it had its trade off. Like I I was taking a hit in the pay, but working for him, he was super popular. He's I tried like, to look up naughty. Yeah, it's, it's K-N-O-T-T-Y-Y on YouTube. And um, he was making YouTube like hash videos in the early days. So he had this big following. Did you find him? No, K-N-what? K-N-O-T-T-Y-Y. Nazi. okay. Yeah, Nazi with two Ys. Got it. Got it, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was my boss and what is this stuff? It's that's the hash that I was making. That's butane hash. You see like the big It looked like a sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all different like uh consistencies of it, but it's all butane hash oil. Um as far <laughs> as the, the needs concerned. <laughs> okay. So um Sorry. so yeah, so um it's great. I'm working out there, but like after a while, like I'm making uh, each each slab I was making was like a pound of hash which back then was like I can't even remember a lot of money like let's say 10 grand and I'm making like 10 of these things a day so I'm making all this fucking money for him and I'm only making 20 an hour um, so I'm like hey man like what if I got paid like a dollar per gram I produce so that way it's like proportionate my pay is proportionate to what I'm making instead of just 20 an hour. And right. he's like, I don't, I don't knock him for this at all, but he's like, no, I can't do it. Sorry. I can't do it. Can't I,
1: afford I, he it. He sounds like he's making a ton of money yeah. and you're just uh, a laborer.
0: Exactly. But but it was also, I was teaching him how to make the closed loop style hash because he was doing it the old school way with the cans of butane and he had fires. like He was struggling. So that was like my main like purpose there was to like show him how to do it the right way and but it was at the end of the day it was his uh shop it was his equipment i actually got a a equipment uh donated to him from a friend of mine that had a, a company in fort collins because he wanted the exposure because naughty was so big i was like hey i'm working for this naughty dude now send us a machine so i actually did get him one of the machines but it was his um clients bringing him the material um, it was his distribution network, so like I understood, but I didn't accept it. So at this point, my name has I've grown like you know I have like ten thousand followers on Instagram now, bunch of people that want to like work with me. So I'm like, you know what, man, it's been great, but I'm gonna move back to Colorado and do my thing on my own. And so when I moved back, uh, I moved in with the friend that was the broker. And I started making hash with him, and I was making way more money. Right. He knew all these growers here. They're bringing us our, their entire crops, um, and we're killing it. Um. Eventually, uh, you know, we we butt heads. You know, we're fucking 20, 23 years old. Just you know, I move out. I get my own house, and I just start doing my own thing, completely independent. And I'm not even growing at this point. I'm just making hash. And it was great because like I didn't have to worry about working to grow. I could take a week off. You know, when you're growing, you're just like constantly fucking working. Um, so I'm I'm making good money. I'm like, I started partying, like like going out to bars and stuff, and um going out to nice dinners. And one of my friends I was like really good friends with starts doing blow. And how old were you at this point? At this point, I'm like 24, 23, 24. Um, I'm living in a nice house. It's like a 2,500-square-foot uh, house in the in the suburbs. Um, I got like a new Tacoma. Like I'm doing well. Right. Um, and I, I think I, I got the truck. I was making fake pay stubs. figured you'd appreciate that. So that was how I got the loan for the truck. Um, and yeah, I'm renting this house. It's like $2,000 a month, which is like, you know, normal here. It's not like Florida. Right. So, you know, I'm, I got this nice house. It's like a four bedroom house to myself. Um, and so anyway, so my friend starts doing blow and his girlfriend has a trust fund. So he basically had his like allowance and he didn't, he didn't work. He's he just a, you know, and we, we called them. they had like four dogs. He was the fifth dog, you know, he's, he's there for emotional support. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't bring much to the table, but so anyways, so he starts, he gets this allowance and I'm just watching him spend, you know, $300 a day on blow, just like hissing through it. I'm just like, oh. like I could be selling him the blow. You know what I mean? Like I was selling him the blow. You're a good friend. I'm a great friend. Hey, if someone's hey, got the money, it might as well be me. This is... This is... Hey, you can't judge me, dude. <laughs> You're not one
1: to judge. I, I, I have two right. choices here. I yeah. can get him into rehab. <laughs> or take advantage of the situation. Listen, that first choice was not even a, a remote. That, that didn't even enter your mind at any time, no? It's just you have a problem. I need to. <laughs> I need to capitalize on it. Exactly. Yeah, I need to take advantage of this situation. Hey, that you. other guy screwing you.
0: Yeah, that was what I was. I seen. Need I'm need like. You. I'm like, bro. This guy's, you know, taking advantage of you. Like, I'd be selling you grams for eighty instead of a hundred. You know, you'd be saving money going with me. These people helping people. Exactly, bro. You're just trying to be a good friend. Exactly. I'm just looking out for the homies. I hear you. Yeah. You. You get it. So. We We find this kid Who starts He starts getting his blow from He's really cool We we, we become like Really good friends with this kid Um His name is Zach He, he passed away Um Fentanyl Fentanyl Is that what you said? Yeah Fentanyl Yeah yep, yep. I didn't even know he was using bro And One day I just get the call from Uh my friend That was the broker And he's like Hey man Zach's in a coma I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah. He he passed out with a fentanyl strip in his mouth, and um, he was drinking. He was a horrible alcoholic. He called himself Zachaholic, and he, yeah, he he had a do not resuscitate thing. So, yeah, he he died like I think later that day, and um, but we'll, we'll get we'll get to that anyway. So um, I see this like opportunity with the coke thing, but. I didn't really have, like, a good connection to to do it, to capitalize on it. So, um, like I said, I mentioned, like, like, the grower community was pretty tight-knit, and we networked, like, um, if we had an out-of-state buyer come in, he would want more than we had, so we'd go to other growers that we knew and buy their stuff to, to sell to the out-of-state guys. And one of these guys... Um, I'll just call him Big Homie. Um, that was what he was saved in my phone as. He was um, older dude. He had like a brand new Lamborghini. He was like, I, I was like, I want to be like that that dude, you know? Right. He was just like cool, older, like old head, like hustler. And I'm over at his house one day. He loved um, OGs, like uh, the Strain. So anytime I had OGs, he's like, call me up and come down, and I'll buy it from you. He'd buy like four ounces for his head stash um and ounces at this time they're like a thousand bucks um so i'd go down there and hang out we dab he had these like thirty thousand dollar bongs that we'd be hitting and and one day i was there he had like this little char like this like this big full of like amazing blow like just straight fish scale and i was like dude that what is that and he's like we call this the space coke it sends you to space, and I was like, "Dude, if I had access to that, I could, I could sell a lot of that." And he's like, "Okay, I can make that happen." So he he sets me. He's like, "I'll set you up with my guy that handles it," and he sets me up with this kid. Um, we'll just call him Jay. And Jay lives in Boulder. Um, I've heard of him through the circle. You know, it's all the. The, the drug dealer circle and um, but I didn't realize he was like getting it through this guy and like the older dude with the Lamborghini he's um, one of El Chapo's nephews you mean Jay's getting it
1: through uh, through the older guy yes, through the Lamborghini so, guy or vice yeah. versa the
0: older guy didn't get his hands dirty so okay okay yeah so Jay handled his his distribution exactly so these the cartel guys would bring it across the border and jay would get it straight from them so this is completely untouched like yeah this is straight from a super lab exactly
1: or whatever wherever they're processing it whatever Straight from the jungle yeah
0: so yeah so he he sets me up with jay and i tell uh, my buddy zach because i knew he's sold that was all he did was sell coke and i was like hey bro i got a connection that you need and I was like, you can come with me and meet the dude. But if you end up buying something from him, we'll, we'll work an arrangement out. He's like, okay, cool. So we go down and meet meet the, the dude Jay. And it's it's the same. It's just like, but huge pieces. Like just straight amazing fish scale. Like you pick this stuff up and rub it in your fingers. And it's just like oil on your fingers. Like I've never seen coke like this before. And we work out an arrangement um zach would buy um whatever quarter kilo half kilo from jay and then because it's my connection and i would i ended up just doing the after that buy i ended up transporting it right older to fort collins which is like an hour so i was like i'll transport it. it's my connection you front me whatever i need at you know the best price you can do and he's like okay cool so that was our arrangement. And uh, we're, we're doing runs. We started off getting a quarter kilo, which I think was nine grand. Yeah, a thousand an ounce. Um, and eventually, we then we got up to a half kilo uh, and then, you know, full kilos. But, I mean, this this kid, Jay, was just so reckless, bro. He was like 21 years old. He's living in this trap house. Like, we'd go up to pick up. And he'd just have like a party, girls everywhere, all Molly and shit. And we're just, and he would just open up. He'd be like, yeah, what do you guys need? We're begging, yeah, half bird, half kilo. And he'd be like, okay, he'd open up a drawer in his kitchen and there's just a fucking brick of Coke just sitting there. He'd just take a butter knife, whack it in half, put it in a fucking garbage bag or something, or not a garbage bag, like a shopping bag, and just send us on our way. And it it was great, you know. We're we had like the best stuff in town. Um, I mean, once I start selling to my one friend, then he had other friends that wanted it, and they had other friends that wanted it, and I just had this huge customer base, like almost instantly. And I'm selling these grams for. Uh, you look like you want to say something.
1: Well, I was going to say, like, how long does he, how long can he go being that you know open? How long can you? Can you, you know, be that reckless without it catching up to you? Not very like, long. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. He's I'm thinking, young, cocky, thinks everybody's his friend. It can't happen to me. Yeah, won't get busted. Like I, I get the but
0: Yeah, no, it was it was crazy. It was on a main street in Boulder, which is a college town. He's got constant traffic in and out. Like from the street, you can see in his kitchen. It was like it was not a good setup, and yeah, he's got all these these girls that know what he's doing. He's selling Molly to all these girls, right? Um, dealing with these cartel dudes, getting bricks. Like it was just a, it was just. But he was a young kid. Like I understand, you know, just naive. And uh, he wasn't. He, was,
1: he wasn't a seasoned like you were at
0: twenty three. N- no, no he, was a, he was a rich kid. He had sold stuff, but he was a rich kid so How old were you at this point at this point i'm 24 oh okay yeah um but he was just like he was a, a good drug dealer but just kind of like Slop. really arrogant yeah yeah just the rich kid arrogance like oh like i'm not worried about something happening my right parents, i did my dad was a school teacher my dad taught high school public high school and my mom worked in a, a greenhouse um I didn't come for money so like I had more of like a street hustler mentality you know don't be flashy um, you don't flaunt your money right kind of shit um, but yeah he he had a Versace couch it had like the Medusa heads on the handles he had like a Persian rug like a $10,000 rug right um, he was
1: yeah it was tough a 21 year old kid shouldn't Probably have.
0: That's never had a job in his life. He's wearing Gucci, Louis Vuitton. You know, I'm wearing, like, Nike stuff. Like, just normal. I look like a normal fucking pothead. So, yeah. So, we're doing this for a while. Um, I'm, like, I have a couple customers that are buying, like, half pounds. Um, I'm taking one ounce because it's so good. Take one ounce, add three ounces to cut to it and sell it for 800. I'd I'd sell a half pound for 6,400. I just got two ounces fronted to me for 2,400. So I'm turning around and making $4,000 just in 10 minutes. Right. Um, But I'm also, I'm mostly selling $100 grams. Um, I had a couple other uh, friends that would buy ounces, half ounces, and sell it themselves. Um, One day, one of my friends that was buying I think he was buying half ounces he calls me up he's like hey bro um, I just finished or I'm about to go drop off the last of what I have can I get another half ounce and I was like yeah meet me at your girl's place I'll bring another one over there for you um, keep in mind like I'm just using my fucking phone Like I'm not I even using a burner like I'm right. so arrogant um, I'm just driving around I have like one of those uh, dummy uh, aerosol cans with the bottom on screws right around with grams pre weighed out in there Just drive around and sell and blow all day. Because cops don't know what that is. Right.
1: Totally. They've never seen, look, look at this. Yeah. Never seen this before. Oh, he's got, look, he's got an aerosol can. Yeah. (laughs) I I,
0: I thought it was better than just keeping it in my pocket, you know. Um, But I had like, you know, I had a BMW 328, um, like a newer one, but it wasn't flashy. You know, it's just like a normal, I blend in, I look like a, you know. I didn't have as many tattoos, um, so I would just drive around in my little three series, just slinging grams 24 hours a day, and so I go to meet this kid at his girlfriend's house with this half ounce, and I get there, I'm waiting, I call him, he doesn't answer, I call him again, he doesn't answer, I'm like starting to get pissed, I'm like, like bro, you just have to drive across town with a half ounce of blow, now you're not even fucking answering? so i call him a few more times i'm pissed i leave after like an hour and later i found out he was going to drop off like seven grams to someone and he had a seizure ran into a telephone pole with his truck woke up surrounded by cops so i was like like i know he's not gonna snitch on me right he was like what if they go through his phone you know, what if he doesn't cooperate, but what if it comes back on me? So, like, I got a little, you know, I I didn't stop doing it, but I got a little more. I was going to say, they need
1: more than a message in the phone and and his word, you know.
0: Or or not even, like, a message, because we were smart on the phone, but what if he was, like, saying to someone, hey, I'm about to go meet Dave to get more blow, Sorry, right. like that. so You just don't want him to get put
1: them on you. Like, you're not going to get arrested, but you just don't want your name even coming up in an investigation, right? You just don't, don't want know. him to be. Okay, I thought you th- I thought you were thinking like they're just gonna show up to your house and arrest you.
0: No, no. And at this point, I hadn't. I have no criminal record besides like the thing in Iowa, which I mean, it was like a ticket. But yeah, I'm like I'm not on the police radar at all. Um, so I find out the next day from a mutual friend of ours, like, hey, you know, so and so's in jail. Like he he had a seizure and the cops got him and he had a scale with all this blow on him. Like he's he's fucked. So I'm like, that's not good. So a couple days, I think it was like three days later, I find out that Jay got raided by the ATF and the DEA. And that's- you think it's related? No, 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 no. Absolutely just coincidence. Okay. But between those two things, I was like, all right, just, just- Yeah, I'm spooked at this point. So I'm like I'm out, and yeah, it, uh, Jay ended up. He got I think seven years in the feds. Um, he had like I want to say 500 grams of blow, like 300 grams of Molly, a bunch of acid, a uh, Uzi, an AK, a money counter, 70 grand cash. You know, I, what does the 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 rich kids selling coke need an Uzi for? Bro, it's you know, like a rich kid selling Coke starter pack. You need a new, yeah. you, you need a money counter. Like, come you need a lot of stuff for, from Versace. Yeah. You need to act like you're a gangster. You're new to this world. You know, I, it's, I, you don't, ridiculous. Get ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. You need a $10,000 couch
1: for your trap house. Yeah. You need, oh. you need seven years to get your head right, is what yeah. you really need. And that's what the judge probably said. Listen, what are you doing?
0: Oh, he tried to play the mental health card, uh, the, the drug addiction card. They were like,
1: they don't care. Like, oh, no, I was, was going to say, RDAP. Oh, you have, Oh, we'll give you the art app program.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: We'll give you, they have a drug pro. Good. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. We're going to go ahead we're going to send you to a great place. It's a residential treatment <laughs> center. Yeah.
0: His, his like defense was like, Oh, you already got accepted to this, uh, residential treatment center. And they're, they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. But we have our own. Yeah. that's you're <laughs> <This> <laughs> is free.
1: Yeah. It's free. It's better. Yeah. Habit security,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it's going to be we great. Yeah. yeah, can't walk away from this one. Yeah. A lot of those, a lot of those places, you just walk away. You get tired three days later. You're like, I'm yeah. leaving. You walk away. Don't worry, yeah.
0: we got That's you. Happen. Yeah, yeah. So he he goes in. He's like five ten, like 120 pounds, soaking wet. Um, no tattoos. He starts posting pictures on Instagram. Like five years later. Like five years into his bid. Or maybe it's like three or four years. He's got his hairs like past his shoulders. He's fucking yoked, bro. Like, right, like two hundred and fifty pounds, solid muscle, full tattoo sleeve. Just looks like completely different. What state? What state was this? Or fed? Or the feds? He was in the feds. Okay, yeah, because um, it was a ATF, uh DEA um, operation, but um. Another funny thing worth mentioning about Jay was he was a rapper. Um, this guy. He, he, listen, he paid Gucci Mane. You know who Gucci Mane is? Yeah, yeah, Gucci. big Gucci. He paid Gucci fifty grand for a verse, and this is right when Gucci got out of prison. What's well, so- And I'm just like, that doesn't sound like a good idea. So, and then Gucci doesn't even let him. Um, Dropped the song, he straight hustled him. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, He did a music video. We wouldn't let him show
1: the rapper hustled some some kid for out of fifty thousand dollars. Stop it! I'm not gonna. I will not sit here and listen to you talk bad (laughs) or insinuate.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that was uh, I. I failed to mention that earlier, but that's like you know paints the picture of the skin. Yeah, is. He's a rapper. He's he rapping about this shit, dude. He needs seven years. Hey, Listen. he's he's doing the shit he's rapping about. I will give him credit for that. No one can knock him for that. <laughs> he was doing what he was rapping about. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so yeah, he, he just got out, actually. Um, I haven't talked to him. Um, but, yeah, he's he's out now. He should do a podcast. He really should. You should have him on here.
1: Listen, I knew a guy, a white guy that had dreads, that was like, and 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 balding, white balding guy with dreads, with such a good look, named Bobby, who's like forty years old, and used to sit there and and rap in the unit, and it was just like, this is like, if the if the white guy with dreads wasn't just sad enough, balding wasn't sad enough, you're also a rapper, and he would convince you that he was he was. He was gonna be a rapper when he got out. He was blowing up when he got out. He was gonna blow. He's gonna be huge. He's been writing songs for ten years. He's gonna be huge. He's gonna yep. be huge. These are amazing. Yep. I think he does. I think he makes pools now. I think he installs. We're hey, friends. Everyone
0: needs a day job.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, it's still could still happen. Yeah. Totally. He's got a pretty girlfriend. Hey. I don't know about the rapping thing. I don't know that that, if that took off. I don't think so. But can you
0: find his SoundCloud?
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'll, I'll look. Bobby. Bobby. <laughs>
0: You gotta love jailhouse rappers, right?
1: Yeah. They're the
0: best. (laughs) I used to joke with my
1: listen, listen, let me tell you something real quick. Real quick real quick. so I met my wife at the halfway house. Right. Yeah. And we used to like and you know, so I I would come to come home from work and she would like wait and we would eat dinner together sometimes. Just it, it happened a few times. So I started thinking it was like a thing. And then one time I texted her, I was like, Hey, I'm gonna be I'm going to be back there at this time. You want to have dinner? And she goes, I can't. She said, I'm I'm tired. I, I got to wake up early. I'm tired. I'm just going to bed. I said, oh, okay. That's fine. She'd been working all day. But I come back and I walk in. And as I walk in, you know, they got like a sally port. They check you. They look at your oh, phone. Yeah. Like, back to into the halfway house. Back in the halfway house. Yeah. And I walk in and I look up. I'm going to head toward the little cafeteria. I look up and she's sitting at the table with Bubby. Listen. So, so Bubby was in the halfway house. Of course. He was in prison with me and in the halfway house. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was in my and he was in my unit. So you guys go way back. Well, like not that I ever talked to him very much. I mean <laughs> so we don't oh, have a lot in common. Like that. So he was just shy of having the, the gold teeth, but he they arrest, probably arrested him before he could get the gold teeth. So You know, I looked up and I saw. She looks up and she sees me, and she kind of like looks at her and she knows that I'm thinking. Oh, and then you know, listen. I just I got the as soon as I got my food, came back. She I got the text. Hey, listen. You
0: you know, I I know how that looked. Yeah, when in in reality you're you're pissed, but in reality she's like she doesn't want to be talking to Bobby as any more than you want her to be talking.
1: Yeah, well, that's what she says. I, I believe, believe it. L- well, listen. I mean, I I think she made the. In the end, I think she made the right move.
0: Yeah, right, I mean, look, she's with you so, now. You guys are married, so
1: yeah. Listen, I I'm, I'm mad at her all over again. Just just talking she's about talking it. about it. I'm get upset. Just she could come in. I'll have an attitude. She can be like, "What's wrong? D- don't worry about it. Don't
0: worry <laughs> about it. How's Bobby? Yeah. Does <laughs> it sound about? She would be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she doesn't remember him. How long ago were you guys in the halfway house? Three years ago? Oh, yeah, about four four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah, he's Bobby's. <laughs> yeah. That's Bobby. It. We all know a Bobby. You know, we have a couple of them in here. <laughs> we are yeah. <laughs> I keep my headphones on pretty much all the time. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry. I didn't oh, mean to get you no, no, off track. No. Sorry, go ahead. Um yeah, I need a Jay got arrested. Jay, so yeah, Jay gets arrested. Um, you got spooked, you said, down and thought you get stopped selling the blow. Zach, um, Zach kept selling. Um, so at this point, I'm I'm making hash again. Cause I kind of stopped making hash because I was just like, i just I'm a fucking Coke dealer now. Right. Um, you know, that's I don't have time to make hash. I'm running around serving <laughs> these college you know, kids 24 7. I'd be out till, you know, I'd get calls at six in the morning. I'm get, getting ready to lay down finally. I've been out all night. And this is like a fucking Tuesday night, like an average Tuesday. And I had these these customers that were crackheads, and they'd take it and cook it down. And so they're they're fucking just awful. Like, they'd buy a half gram at 1 o'clock, uh, call me at 3 for another half gram, and then at 5 for, like, another half gram. I'm like, listen, guys, you know you can just buy a gram and a half. No, because right, they, themsel- they tell
1: themselves, this, this is it. it. This, this, is this is it, bro. I love it when, when they, I always said the guys that say like, like, listen, I'm going to buy this. If I come back, don't sell to me because the only money I got left is my rent money.
0: Oh yeah. Those guys are the worst
1: because you're, you're like, I'm not going to sell to you, bro. You told me not to sell to you. Oh no. Typically typically what drug dealers do is they go, they take the, they take the rent money and they go, you're going to come up with it, bro. You'll be all right. You're going
0: to be all right. I wasn't that ruthless. (laughs) I would at least put up a fight, but eventually it's like no, I, I, I can't
1: take, dirt. I can't take your rent money. No, no, okay.
0: Oh no! Th- listen, I had guys that were they were giving me their last dime, you know. And but but the worst guys were like the crackheads that would call you. I actually went to this one party one time, and I ended up going back five times to sell a gram each time. So they bought five grams for $500. I was like, you guys realize if you had just called me at the beginning of the night with $500, I would have gave you a, a quarter. I would have gave you two extra grams. Right. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I didn't, you know, and I'm driving, I'm just I have to make all these trips back and forth. Like, this is a big inconvenience. I'm only making $40 every time, you know? So... Yeah, so that's that's over and done with. Like, I I had time to make hash again and start making hash again. Um, I the hash thing kind of started to like fizzle out, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start growing again. I'm gonna go back to my roots, and I start. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended, right? Um, my roots. I didn't. Look to him. But anyways, so um, my dad and I. I get, what about? And I hate to say this. Yeah, yeah. What about like getting a job? That is my job. No. I... What do you mean? I'm working twelve hours a day, bro. Never mind. That's all I know. I've been doing it since <laughs> I was twelve years old, man. I mean, your buddies are getting busted
1: left and right. Like so you saw, like seven years, Never like growing. I guess, huh? Never growing.
0: I don't. I didn't have any guns or ounces of Molly or anything. Listen, the other good thing about my arrangement with Zach was that. I had no incentive to buy a large quantity because there was no break for me if I got one ounce or 10 ounces. He's right. giving me the best price he can. So I'm only getting what I know I can sell in like a day or what I can get rid of like right away. Right. So I don't ever have large quantities of blow at my house. Um, so that was like the big advantage. That and him, he was fronting it to me. So it. I was looking at these guys getting busted, but they're they're not as smart as me you know that that, you know how it is i know exactly how it is yeah that's not gonna happen to me so yeah so i go back to to growing and my dad and i had just moved into this uh this house that was like twice the size of the house we were living in before it had a huge basement with like like eight or nine foot ceilings i i hit up one of my friends who was uh he was a, a good grower uh still is And I was like, Hey man, like, I don't have enough money to build out my basement the way I want to, um, would you be interested in partnering up? I'll give you 30% of the grow. You pay for the renovation and all the equipment and we'll be partners. And he's like, sure, let's do it. So it took a year. I did most of the construction, like the framing and the drywall. Um, we had someone come in and do the HVAC, but um, I did most of the work, and it it ended up it turned out great. Like it was a badass grow, but it, it took a year. So that year, I was I was struggling. I didn't have any money coming in, but I knew it was going to pay off eventually. So we finally finish it, and the first crop is just amazing. And this is it's like a nice neighborhood too. It was like. When we, when we got raided, it was like, it was, it was a bad look. Like it was not that we were coming back there, but yeah, the, the neighbors hated us. Um, we had kids, like there's like a doggy daycare next door. Like it was ridiculous. But so this first crop was great. And I think we got 40, 40 pounds of, of fresh weed and our plan was to give it to one of his partners in another venture that was making uh, bubble hash. So to do that, you you take the weed before it's dried and you make it into hash. So we had about 40 pounds of fresh weed, which would which would have been about um, 10, 12 pounds if it was dry, so the dry weight equivalent. Um, and so, I i mean, I knew who this kid was that was going to be making the hash. He was going to take the entire harvest, turn it into hash, and take his 25%, just like I was doing for other people. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't making this type of hash, the bubble hash. I was making uh, butane hash. So, butane hash at this point was like a dinosaur. Like, no one wanted it. It, it devalued like crazy. It was like three, 400 an ounce. Um, but this bubble hash was, you know, going for like 1200 ounce. So we're like, all right, this is like the, the best way to maximize our profits from this crop. So the kid that he was gonna, that he was working with that was going to make our hash, he was like, talk about just flamboyant and like asking for trouble. Like this kid was, he'd have a go yard, um, man purse, you know, like those like $4,000 man purses, Louis Bell, like supreme stuff like he was just ridiculous and he was just a brat like we'd go to like this nice sushi place it was like you know we'd spend like a thousand dollars on like sushi there it was a really nice restaurant and he'd be like complaining that they don't have this type of soda and you'd be throwing his chopsticks and like just acting a fool like this kid was, he was the worst and I was like we're about to give this kid like 50 grand worth of shit that we just worked like a year producing like, I, I just didn't feel good about it. I didn't trust the kid. And so I took, unbeknownst to my partner, I took a, like a pound of fresh weed and I gave it to one of my buddies up here in Fort Collins. The other kid was in Denver. And I was like, hey, man, run this for me. I want to see how it does, you know, before I, I give it to this other kid. And he, he runs it and he gets back like a 5% return, which is good. I was happy with that. I was like, all right, cool. I still didn't tell my partner though. I was like, all right, so we should be getting back like 5% on that 40 pounds, like whatever that comes out to. So we give the material, all the, the harvest to the kid to make hash with. And I'm sitting there for like a couple of weeks. I'm like doing the math. I'm like, all right, we're going to have this much hash. It's going to be this much money. Like we're going to be good. This, this is working out. My partner comes back. And he's like, bro, it only yielded like one and a half percent or like under one and a half percent. And I, to this day, I think he was in on it. Right. You know, I was like, nah. Right. 5%. I percent. I, he didn't know that I tested it. So I knew that either the kid that made the hash was fucking me. Right. Or they were both fucking me. So I knew this, this guy, um, we'll call him R and R. I met when he first moved to Colorado, um, like 2015 or so. I was like one of the first people he met out here. And I hadn't talked to him in a few years, but I saw him over at Jay's house. He ended up becoming Jay's roommate. And I saw him over there one day and we've reconnected, you know, and he's like, good to see you, bro. Like, He's telling everyone, he's like, yo, this is one of the first motherfuckers that taught me about growing weed. And he was one of the first people I met out here. He's like, this is my dog. And this kid's like, he's like 6'4", like just massive Colombian kid. Like, he was a gangster, bro. Right. And he's he's in the feds right now. I think he's doing like, I think he got like 18 years. um, All kinds of weapons, charges, drugs, everything, all that good stuff. So... I get with my buddy who's who also knows him and we call him and we're like hey bro get this I just gave this kid you know 30 grand worth of weed and he gave me back like 10 grand worth of hash like he this kid just fucking robbed me right and he's like all right what do you want to do and I was like send your people over there with a u-haul who's his people I didn't want to know. They they weren't bad people. They were really bad people. Okay. So I'm like, send your people over there with a the U-Haul. Here's this kid's address. Um, I told him what kind of car that his roommate drove so that they knew that the roommate wouldn't be there. Because the roommate worked for my partner. And okay. so I didn't, and he was a good kid. He was a little goofy, but he was a good kid. I didn't want him getting hurt. Um because this was going to be a home invasion this wasn't going to be a a, like this is going to be bad right so i'm like listen this kid he's sitting on like at least my twenty thousand dollars worth of product right no he's got cash i was like you send your guys in they can keep the money they can keep the hash i just want this kid's grow equipment and all of his designer clothes like I it was more about making this kid suffer than it was me getting back what I was wrong. Right. So he's like, Bet, I'm let me make a call real quick. Makes the call. He's like, All right, my guys are good to go. You want to do this tomorrow? I was like, let's do it tomorrow. So these two guys, they go rent a U-Haul and they they go to the address and they're staking it out and the roommate's not there but like i was talking to my partner i was like hey like um have you heard from so-and-so like is he like i I made up some excuse to talk to him i was like i got someone else that like wants him to make hash or something i was like he is he at his house and he's like yeah yeah he's just there chilling like he just made some hash whatever and i'm like i call my dude and i'm like hey he's in there so like no one else is there like tell your guys they're good to go. So they go up to the front door, and they have, you know, I, some stupid pistols. Um, and they they knock on the door. This is, like, these two, like, just, like, middle-aged black dudes. Um, and they knock on the door, um, and the kid is inside watching. He's been watching the whole time that these guys are parked in the u-haul and they just walked out they've been watching his house just walked over to his door and started knocking he calls my partner who's on his way up from denver to my house to do some work in in the grow and he's like (laughs) he's like bro uh so-and-so just called me he said these these two dudes are like outside his house right now that they've been like watching his house that's crazy i was like they're like what does he know them he's like no dude he's never seen these guys before in his life I'm like, oh, that's, that's wild. You know, keep me posted. And <laughs> I already know what's going on. Right. So, these guys, they, know, they don't get an answer on the front door, so they walk around to the back door, and it's like a glass sliding door. There's like a walkout basement. And I we got two different versions of what happened from there, but the version that I'm going with that makes the most sense to me is these guys shot out, the back door and the kid was inside he he knows what time it is so he's ready he's got his gun oh. <laughs> and somehow one one of the guys that i sent there got shot oh that's that's not good no it was bad and he tried to say that it was kid that shot him But then the kid, like later on, we hear this story from the kid that he didn't shoot at all. So my theory is that they, the dude accidentally shot himself. Right. He was in the hand. He accidentally shot himself in the hand. So when that happened, um, they, you know, scurried off back to the U-Haul, um, freaking out, you know, um, I get a call from my buddy.
1: Quite as gangster as they thought. No. (laughs) And it's we, easy to be a gangster when the other person has no idea you're coming. It's not so, <laughs>
0: not so much fun when the rabbits got the gun. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm like, all right, it's going down right now. I'm going to get the call. Like I'm sitting there with my buddy who like also knew he was the only other one that knew what was going on. So we're like, all right, we're going to get the call. Like they're in there right now. We're going to get the call. Everything went good. And you know, we're gonna plan. We'll have them come up to a storage unit, bring all the equipment. And we'll we'll break bread, and we get a call. Really, it, it was quick. I was like, "Wow, that was fast. These guys are good." Um, and the dude's freaking out. He's like, "Bro, my dude is shot. Like, do you know uh, a nurse or a doc?" I was like, "No. Like, go to the hospital." He's not a gangster. He's said, "Yeah." I'm like, "This isn't. This is your business." And he's like bro he can't go to the hospital like with a gunshot wound i'm like yeah i've, I've, I've seen that on tv like that's, yeah you can't do that so i'm like let me make some calls and i knew like who was it it was like some chick that i knew her sister was a nurse or something and i was like hey like this is kind of a big ask, but i got a friend that's like hurt and like i was wondering if your sister could help and she's like, well, what, what's wrong? And I was like, um, he he got shot. And she's like, no, my sister it will not, no, absolutely not. So I called you back. I'm like, hey, bro, like I tried, but, you know, just put some dirt on it, you know. Some <laughs> Walk it off. It's his hand. He'll be good. Yeah. I was like, no, bro, he's like missing his pinky. Like, it, like <laughs> I'm like, uh, man, like, And they didn't get anything, obviously. No. So I'm like, all right, dude. Look, like, what, what, what are, what's it gonna take to make this right? And he's like, we settled on like an ounce half, so like twelve hundred bucks.
1: I'm like, okay, twelve hundred for a pinky?
0: Yeah, that's not bad. I was was like, hey, if these guys aren't gonna come after me now, it's only gonna cost me twelve hundred bucks. Consider it done. So
1: listen, that could have gone wrong. Like during a home, like let's say they did a home invasion, they got shot yeah let's say that tracked yeah. back yeah. to you yeah oh Oh. no no i mean it got
0: shot like shot and killed and oh yeah shot and yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah. oh yeah oh no it was you know i'm thinking kosher nostril like this is this guy wronged me he's fucking paying i wasn't thinking like rationally you know right so <laughs> so so does the guy put it together no so oh bro this is a great story um so, my partner calls. He's still on my way on the way to my house when this all goes down. He's like, "Bro, these guys just tried to rob E. Uh, there was a shooting. Like, I gotta, I gotta beeline back to Denver. I was like, That's fucking crazy, bro. Like, yeah, go do what you got to do. Cause I'm sitting there, like, inside. I'm like, fucking pissed that this didn't work out. Now I got to pay these dudes money. Right? Like, I was pissed, but I'm like, Yeah, bro, that, that's crazy. I hope he's okay. Oh shit, I just said his name. Uh, It's not his real name. It's his initial. So I'm like, I hope he's okay. Um, Let me know what's going on when you get down there. Um, Don't worry about coming up to do the work. I'll handle the work tonight. And so he goes down there and the kid is like, he has a, I didn't know this. He has a warrant out for his arrest this whole time. So the kid just took his dog and like a backpack full of shit and just abandoned his house, just ran. He's hiding in the woods down the street from his house. My partner has to go pick him up and like save him. And so he's like, yeah, I just picked him up. Like he has a warrant. Um, We're going to go back to my house. I'm going to set him up there. Uh, Him and his girl are going to chill there. And then I'm going to come up and we're going to do the work. I'm like, all right, that, that, that works. So he does that. He comes up. We're talking about it. I'm like, so what happened? You know, like just playing dumb. And, and he's like, dude, it, it was bad. Like they, uh, there's a shooting and, you know, the cops came. And so they're, they're business partners. So my, my partner has access to the kids' security cameras. So we're sitting there watching the police, the detectives, at his front door from the security camera at my house. And we're watching them. They're talking about the shooting. They're they're looking for shell casings, blah blah blah. And we're watching them where they leave. And my this is like you you think I'm a scumbag for this? Listen to what my partner does. So he's like, bro, all all of his stuff is like still in there, and no one's there. We we should go get it. And I'm like. For safekeeping, yeah,
1: yeah, you know, like nobody could rip him off. Yeah, exactly. We get our right. unit. It,
0: we might as well get it if if he's if he doesn't if no one else is going to claim it. Why why let it go to waste? I'm like, dude, that's a good idea. But I was like, that's our boy, though. Like, you sure. <laughs> you he's a,
1: like oh, i home invasion you, for.
0: Yeah, I'm like, you sure, bro? And he's like, yeah, man. Like, let's do it. So we wait till the next day. And this kid is staying at my partner's house with this girl. They're shook. He's planning. He's going to run to Maine because he he's like, they're going to be looking for me now because of this warrant. Now the shooting, like I'm fucked. I got to get out of Colorado. So he's laying low at my partner's house. And so my partner sets up this plan. He's like, all right, bro. At like 1 a.m., I'm going to tell him I'm going to meet my partners. He's a great guy. He's like, I'm telling him I'm going to go meet this Tinder girl at like one. And then we're going to meet up. You come down to Denver. I'll I'll go. He lived a little south of Denver. He's like, I'll drive up to Denver and we'll meet down the street. And I was like, all right, bet. So I was like, I was like, bring the homie that works for you. And I'll bring the homie that was working for me at the time. And I was like, it will be the four of us. I'll, I'll stop at Walmart. I'll get some walkie talkies. Um, I'll get masks, uh, I'll bring garbage bags, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do this right, you know. <laughs> this is impossible. It really was. Right. So, so I have like this um, expedition at this time, so I rip out the, the back seats, like clear it out, so it's good to haul all this shit back and we meet up like at the gas station around the corner and we're, we're going over this plan, right, but it's like our, you know, we're, doing our little like uh what do you what do you call that uh debrief uh, right or brief and um it's like 32 in the morning um middle of the week uh or it, it might have been a friday actually and we're at this gas station like in a not great part of denver um and we go inside we're like all right let's go get some like you know Red Bulls before we we do this, you know. Right. Um so we we all go in and we're like right around the corner from the house and we get some Red Bulls, we come out. I think I was me and one of the other ones that it was the four of us, we're the last ones out of the gas station and as we're walking out, it's on an intersection, this car got T-boned as we're walking out and the other car flipped. There's like these girls in there like freaking out like like we, we weren't sure if they were dead. The car's upside down. Like it was, it, we just heard it. We heard like boom. And we're like, what the fuck was that? And we're all sitting out there just like stunned. And the one kid that the kind of, he's like a simple kid that worked for my partner. He's trying to run over there to help. He's, I'm like, bro, what are you, what are you doing? This is, we got to go now. All the cops are going to be here. Like this right. is He's like, no, they need help. They need help. I was like, bro, you're not a fireman. Like, let them go th- get help. Let's <laughs> roll. So we fucking, we look, we saddle up, and we're like, this, this couldn't have worked out better. So.
1: <laughs> this is so it's wrong it's on a totally different like, level, but it's funny. Sorry. <laughs> of course I wasn't in the car. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, we roll, we follow each other. And we have his his street, like, is up on a hill. And it's just one way in and one way out. So, like, I... So, you come up the hill, and it's, like, a corner. And then it's the same thing on the other side. So, we had one person in my car, my, my worker in my car, at one end. And my partner at the other end. So, we could see if anyone came up, drove up the street. And we all had the walkies. So... We we get dropped off the front door. They go post up on the on the corners, and they're keeping watch while me and um, the simple guy go in with uh, contractor bags and flashlights. And we're like thinking we're we got to break down like the door or um, they boarded up the glass door that got shot out. We're gonna have to rip that out. And we walk up. Front door is unlocked. So we just walk right in. Well. While- Doesn't, you said the kid had, like, cameras, like a surveillance. um, The cops unplugged it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, the cops ended up unplugging the cameras while they were there. Um, Or no, so while they left, but then they came back with the landlord the next day. They unplugged the cameras, turned off the power, and boarded up the back door.
1: But left the front door unlocked. Left the fucking front door unlocked.
0: Really? All right. so So we go in, we got our flashlights. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go take the downstairs. You go. So the kid, the simple kid lived there. He was the roommate. Right. So he was like, I want to go to my bedroom and like get some of my personal stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that, that's cool. Like, you know, um, you go do that. I'm going to go start downstairs. Um, And then we're going to meet back up in the grow room. And we're both going to take down the grow stuff. And get it uh, staged by the front door to get picked up, and I'm like, I'll call you on the walkie-talkie, or call me on the walkie-talkie, um, like when you're done or whatever. Um, I'll call you if I need help. He's like, okay, cool. I go downstairs, and this kid's got like a, a shoe display with like um, like six pairs of Yeezys. You know what Yeezys are? Uh, I mean, I'm assuming it's a sneakers, right? They're like uh, Kanye's. Adidas sneakers, they're like anywhere from three to a thousand dollars, three hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. They're like really expensive shoes. So I see the Yeezys, get those in a trash bag. Because I already knew like what this kid had and what I wanted. Right. I was like, I had a plan. So I get the Yeezys, go in his bedroom. It's just like this kid was just like ghetto rich, bro. He had a fucking TV with a couch and a bed. That was all the furniture he had. Um, I go into his closet and i was just like overwhelmed i was like this is like all designer shit so i just started, started throwing everything in a garbage bag louis bell the, the goyard man purse supreme stuff supreme's really expensive and i'm like holding it up I'm, like well shit this is my side great so i i load all of this kid's wardrobe into like two contractor bags right and that was pretty much then he had the big screen tv that was like everything in value so I get the two contractor bags, lug them up the stairs to the uh, front door, and then I go to the garage where the grow was, And I call the kid on the walkie. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is taking so long? Like, I'm done. I'm sitting here waiting to take these lights down. Where the fuck are you? No answer. I'm like, yo, where you at? No answer. Fucking idiot forgot his fucking walkie-talkie in the car. And my worker answers. He's like, Hey, bro, like so and so forgot his walkie talkie in the car. And then my partner, he's like, stop saying fucking names in the walkie talkies, you idiots. And I'm like, God damn it. Fuck it. I want to say his name so bad because I was, God damn it. You know, so and so. And I go and find him in his bedroom and he's fucking just dicking around, fucking going through his drawer. I'm like, bro, like, let's, you can buy new clothes later. Like, you don't, it's not like anything is like, get your valuables and let's go. Right. So we go to the the garage and there's these uh, eight LED lights. They're like $1,500 lights. Um, And we start, the cords are going to somewhere in the ceiling. So I have, I planned this out. I had like uh, wire cutters. So I'm like, hold the light. I'm going to cut it, take it to the front, and set it by the door. So we do that. We get all the lights out. Then he had uh, this hash making stuff, it was a, a rosin press which I don't need to explain what it is, but it was like $8,000 machine. Then you had another um, like seven dollars $8,000 machine to dry the hash with. This is the stuff that we needed to make the hash ourselves. Right. So we, this stuff's like fucking heavy. So we're lugging it to the front door and we get everything staged. We call everyone. We're like, all right guys, pull up. We're ready to go. They pull up, takes us about, a minute maybe two minutes to load everything up and it like just barely fit in my uh expedition and it we ended up having all four of us had to pick the one machine up it was really heavy and we got everything loaded up he goes back to his house you know tinder girl went great you know he's the kid was passed out on the couch with his girlfriend um and we drive back to fort collins and we're like so excited, we're like, we just hit this fucking lick, Like, fuck this kid, blah blah blah. Um, and to this day, the kid thinks that it was the cops that King took him back and stuff. He did, yeah, had no idea. And my fuck about brother, that, the
1: cash and that uh, the hash and the cash that you guys thought was was there. That was what
0: that was all he took with him. You know oh, when with those okay. so that wasn't there. But funny enough, he has all that stuff with him at my partner's house. And he leaves it there and he goes to Maine to hide. And he's like, yeah, just like to my partner, like sell the hash when you're done, Uh, send me the money, whatever. So my partner calls me up, he's like, hey bro, like homie like left all this hash in my freezer. And he was like, let's fucking just keep it and split it. Great great friend and uh i'm like all right yeah let's do it so we uh no, no i forgot about this Be- in between the kid going to maine and him deciding to take the kid's hash he gets raided. completely unrelated like his neighbors called it in your buddy partner. oh okay it's raided, and the cops take um they cut all his plants down um they I think he had a bunch of uh, fresh frozen weed that needed to be made into hash. They took that, but somehow they didn't open up his freezer and find the pounds of hash that belonged to the other kid. So that's that's what made him decide to take it because he's like, bro, I'm going to need, I just got hit. Like, right. fucked. I need money for a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, we're going to take his hash and I need it more than he does. Uh, so he comes back up to Fort Collins with the hash and it's a good, it's a, it's a lot. Um, I think we ended up getting like 20 something grand for it. Um, and I got my cut and he took his, got his lawyer, whatever, whatever. Um, and yeah, so that the, it ended up working out, but it was so different than how, we thought it was going to go. Right. But yeah, so then we don't have a hash guy, you know, um, which I ended up, I ended up filling that role because I mean, now you have the equipment. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, all right. So we actually took the equipment to, uh, a Coke dealer that we knew in town. Um, Zach had already overdosed at this point. Um, but it was another friend of the broker friend and, He, we gave it to him as collateral for a loan. He gave us like $10,000 for it. And then we're supposed to give him 12,000 back in a month. And then we get the equipment back. And we talked about it. We're like, you know, we don't really need the equipment. Like we just basically sold it for 10 grand. And he's like, I'm cool with that. If you're cool with that, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we ended up getting like, you know, 30 grand and we didn't sell the grow lights though. Those are worth like 12 grand. And we kept those and used those. And shortly, I think it actually might have been just before this, I got this opportunity to start a new grow um, with an old friend that I had lost contact with. And I was selling, like, some fans on Craigslist, some grow fans. And he comes over, and it's him. He lost all his weight. I didn't recognize him. I was like, yo, what's up? Like, I haven't seen you in years. I used to sell him Coke and shit. And he tells me about this, this place that he's got an opportunity to start to grow, but he, he can't afford to, to build it and equip it. So I was like, all right, well, let's work together. You know, I'm working with this dude. This is my partner. The three of us can work together and we'll, we'll get something going. So we use that money that we got from all that whole ordeal and we use that to start this new grow. And this was like a lot bigger, like we up until this point, we did like basement grows. So did what? Basement grows. Like oh, okay, the, the uh basement yeah. houses. Right. Um this was gonna be like our first like larger scale project. It was it was a a pole barn. Um is like you know, we'll say like forty by forty feet, um, twelve foot ceilings. Um, but it was gonna be like a big project so we had we put in all the money we had it was like 30 grand or something um the one kid didn't put any money in it was just he found the spot that was his contribution um i put in all the money i had my partner put in all the money he could and we get like the framing done and then we like kind of hit a wall and we're like fuck like We're going to have to either wait like three months for another harvest or we're going to have to find someone else to give us money to invest. And I was like, all right, I can get us the money, but you guys aren't going to like how. And they're like, how? And I was like, "I I could start selling Coke again. And they were like pretty against it, but they were like, all right, if this is what it takes to make this happen, just do it. So I start selling coke again. Um, I'm stepping on it like crazy this time because I'm just trying to fucking make money, right? And I'm I'm working on the grow. Like I'm doing most of the 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 work, the construction and stuff. But I'm also selling blow, and I end up getting enough money together to finish it. Um, and it took about. A little under a year and we had this beautiful huge grow and it was uh two 10 light rooms so to put that in perspective our basement grow in my house was eight lights so this is more than twice the size higher ceilings it was all automated um i could control all the equipment from my phone um from my house um it was it was sick and the first harvest was like it was kind of a pain in the ass getting everyone to do their part i was there 12 hours minimum a day but like it was like pulling teeth to get my partners to do fucking anything um so after the first one the dude that found the spot he's like look bro this is too much for me it's putting strain on my relationship i just don't think i can do it and i i was like okay then you're out And he's like, well, like, I was thinking, like, I could get, like, some of the, like, a cut of the money, like, going for, I was like, no, dude, like, you didn't put any money in. You barely did any fucking work. Like, no. So he just, he's out. So now I go from a 33% partner to I took his 33%. And so now I'm the majority owner. Bless you. Excuse me. Sorry. You're good. Bless you and um so now i'm i'm a 67 percent owner and my other partners 33 uh, percent and he's also 30 percent at my house and he doesn't even have his own grow at this point because he got raided right
1: he just partners in your two grows
0: yeah and he's supposed to be doing like a lot of well especially since he doesn't have his grows anymore because he was doing his grows and my grows um but, I mean, I'm working, you know, 15 hours a day, some days, seven days a week, no days off, um, managing both of these growths, And this kid's, like, coming up two, three hours at a time, uh, two or three times a week. And I'm just like, dude, this, this isn't going to work. Like, you need to start pulling your fucking weight around here or else you're going to end up like the other guy. I was I was like it you know how they say don't go into business with your friends. Yeah. That's the truest shit ever because at the end of it, you're not gonna be friends. With. Right. These were like really great friends of mine. And I I felt wronged by them because I felt taken felt taken advantage of and I didn't feel like they deserved what they were getting. And I was a dick about it. I was I I really could have handled it a lot better. But I didn't think I was in the wrong. I still don't think I was in the wrong. It just sucked that they didn't pull their weight and it came down. It ended up how it ended up. So there was like a week or two weeks where he barely came up. And I'm telling my other friend who's a grower about this. And he's like, bro, you need to cut that kid off. He's fucking dead weight. Like he's making, he's seeing all the work I'm doing and he's actually helping me. He was a really good friend too. And, He's like, bro, fuck him. And I was like, you're right, fuck him. So I changed the fucking locks on him, didn't tell him anything, let him come up. And I see him on the camera, like, trying to get in. He's getting all, he's so looking around. He calls me, he's like, hey, bro, I'm trying to get into the, the grow, like, what's up? And I'm like, yeah, bro, you're, you're done. I was like, you know, it, this just isn't working out. Um, I'll I'll pay you out. Um, I told him I'd pay him, like, 70 grand. And pay him anything, but I was like, "Yeah, you'll 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 get you know you'll get your cut, and just don't even worry about it. You can go back to sitting on your ass doing whatever the fuck you do all day." Denver. He said, "All All right, right. fuck you, whatever." But he knew, like deep down, that and he was he wasn't pulling his weight, so he really he didn't have much to say about it. So now I'm the proud owner of both of these grows, and. It's, I mean, it's a lot of work, and I have like people help me here and there. Um, my girlfriend at the time would trim. Um, I had a couple people that would help me trim, but really, I'm just like top one man show. One man fucking army, bro. It was, it was brutal. Um, I was barely. I was falling asleep standing up. Like it was. It was like affecting my health. It was a lot of stress. Um, but I I made it work. And my my dad started helping like at, at the house with that grow. And um eventually I'm like I I was giving cause I was doing so much grow work, I was giving it to someone else to make the hash and taking the just taking the 25% hit because there's too much work. And eventually I'm just me being, you know, me, I'm like you know what, I'm going to start making the hash and I'm going to get 100% of the profit. Not thinking like it's going to be way too much fucking work. Right. So I built this walk-in cooler in my garage. Um, it was sick. I did the tile work. At, it was it was great. And it held like 32 degrees, which is like you want it to be really cold when you're making bubble hash. It you know just produces better quality hash so i'm a single source operation now i'm making like you know 10 15 grand a month out of my basement like 20 30 out of the other place i'm like i'm doing really well for myself and i'm like i'm buying toys like you know buying we'll get into the gun thing you know that's for another time but i'm buying guns i'm buying three printers i'm buying tools um I was wearing this kid's designer clothes, so I didn't need clothes. I was, I was good in that department. I wore his clothes for like two years, until I went to jail. Um, but yeah, I wasn't like spending money crazy. I was reinvesting it into the grows. The grows were just incredible. Um, so I'm just like, killing it. I, was, I started making the, the rosin, it's called. Um, I'm running both of my grows. Everything's great. You know, I'm stockpiling guns. um, And yeah, I mean, I'm making a bunch of money. um, But I I really didn't want to talk about this, but it's like I have to because it just, the ending won't make sense without it. I'm dating this chick. And she's just, she's an alcoholic, um, uh, meth head, uh, she starts smoking meth like after I met her. And she she was just like crazy, bro. Like absolutely bad shit crazy. I've dated that chick. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. And um there was times where she thought um people were uh, talking to her through her cat's water bowl. Oh and, my god. And... She should definitely be on that. Yeah. That's the she... way I for that. She's calling me um telling me that i bugged her computer and i'm li- i'm like i i you, you can't even do that to a macbook like you, you you're being paranoid like go to sleep you know you've been up for 7 days like it's time to go to bed okay and she's just like she would just go on these fucking benders and just be impossible and like keep in mind like she's not working She'd, like, drive Uber sometimes. And I'm, you know, paying her rent, um, buying her shit, um, you know, just buying us food all the time and taking care of her. Like, when she's, like, I thought she was overdosing one time. She turned blue, or her lips turned blue. And I was, like, I got to get her to the fucking hot. She's, like, unresponsive. Like, it was it was really scary so i took her to the hospital made sure she was okay um she ended up being okay like she was fucked up but she ended up being okay and then she gets mad at me because her dad's health insurance wouldn't pay for it so now she owes the hospital 2500 bucks now i'm the bad guy i you know i'm like you're out of your mind but anyway so she's she's just impossible and one day, um, she was fucked up. I just got done working and I like, she wanted me to bring her like jewel pods or something. And I was like, I, I can barely stay awake right now. I need to go home and go to sleep. And that was that. Didn't think she was like, oh, fuck you. Whatever. I was like, all right, go to sleep. And it's a good relationship. It was really healthy. Um, and so. I didn't think anything of it. I go to bed. I wake up the next day. I I go to call her and like my texts weren't getting delivered. And I tried to like text her and like my texts aren't getting delivered. And I'm like kind of scared because she was so fucked up. When I talked to her last, I was like, I wonder if she's okay. And it's like 8 p.m. and my texts still aren't getting delivered. And I'm like, getting ready to like drive over to her apartment. Like she she stayed with me like a lot of times, but like she was having a little mood and like was at her apartment, smoked meth and drinking. And I like, I'm like getting really nervous. And so I like messed her on Instagram and I'm like, hey, like, like, are you there? And it like delivers and then it's like seen. And I was like, oh, you fucking bitch. You blocked my number. So I'm like fucking pissed and I'm like blown. I'm like, why the fuck did you block my number? Like blah, blah, blah. Um, She's just like reading all these messages and not saying anything. And I'm just like livid at this point. I'm like, you are not fucking disrespecting me after all this shit. No, this isn't happening. So like I like blow up her phone and like I'm like, you fucking ungrateful bitch, you know, like fuck you, whatever, whatever. She fucking calls the cops, and like shows them the text, and is like, she tells them that I showed up to her house and I was knocking, and I'm like, what? Like that that didn't happen. Like right. I, told that. I was like that didn't happen. But so like the cops are like, okay, we'll we'll go handle this, you know, um, and they like show up to my house, and I'm like, I have my fucking grow there, I have cold room in the garage like i can't have the cops showing up to my fucking house i'm like what the fuck is what are you thinking like you realize like you're gonna get me and my dad arrested because you you decided to block my number and like start an argument out of nothing so i'm like i'm fucking pissed and she the cops came to my house when i wasn't there Hey,
1: what's up, Daniel? Oh. just
0: What's up, man? You guys doing another pre video? Okay. Cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, just this is the second one. It's fine. Here we got a pre video. But we're getting into that, well, I'll, I'll wrap it up. So I I go to jail for that, for harassment or whatever. Right. And I'm telling my dad on the, on the jail phone how to, to take care of the grow. Because I'm like, I'm not losing a fucking crop because of this stupid bitch, you know what I mean? Right. And so I'm telling my dad, I didn't say anything like, you know, about plant count, about, about much, but I said enough and I hadn't—I didn't know this until I read my discovery she had told the cops like oh you guys have no idea how much illegal shit he's doing blah right. blah he's doing this he's doing that so they everything together they end up you know um, looking Good up the power bill um, doing a drive by it smelled like weed um, between like all that they, they had enough for a search warrant and they searched my house while I was in jail my, my dad was there. Um, we had just harvested. So we had, um, I think it was like 187 pounds or something of, of flour. And then uh, like 12 point something pounds of hash, um, like which is marijuana concentrate. Um, luckily, didn't have any guns in the house. Didn't have... Um, I mean, that was pretty much it. Um, there was enough, though. It was enough. And I, I think we only had, like, six plants. So we, could get, we didn't even get in trouble for, like, growing. But it was, uh, yeah, we got possession with intent to distribute marijuana. Um, a DF1, which is the highest level of drug felony here. And, uh, yeah, they charged my dad and I. Um, our landlord... Didn't we were there for five years? Didn't we're never late on rent? We're great tenants. She throws out, throws our stuff out um, while my dad and I are in jail. Um, I lose my two dogs, which I love dearly, um, throughout all of our belongings, and then starts remodeling the house, saying, "You know, we damaged this and we damaged that." But it was like a new toilet and like a $400 doorbell and like brand new hardwood floors, brand new carpet, painted the whole. She just remodeled the entire fucking house. $175,000. That's what my restitution's for. Because she said you had ruined the house. She, she said we've ruined the house, but she was just taking advantage of the fact that whatever she told the courts, we- They were going to go with her. They were just gonna cut her a check. Yeah, so she said it was one hundred and seventy-five in renovations. I saw the receipts. Was like she got a four hundred-dollar doorbell. She right. got twenty-dollar fucking cabinet handles. Like it was ridiculous, bro. And then on top of that, she tries to say that the house was devalued by one hundred and ten thousand dollars. It was like a four hundred something thousand-dollar house. She's trying to say it was only worth three fifty now. And I said, I I told my lawyer, I was like. How is she going to say that she had to do 175,000 renovations and the house is devalued $110,000? Right. That doesn't make sense, right? No. So he's like, yeah, that's fucked up. So instead of having to pay the $280 that she wanted us to pay, oh, and she upped the rent from $2,000 to $2,400 a month and said that uh, we owed her four months of back rent because she couldn't rent the house out because it's getting renovated. Right. The judge was like, "Look, lady, you're gonna have to pick either like the renovations or for the house being devalued." So she picked the renovations, and um, we had to we had to pay back the 175,000. And um, my dad got. Uh, I said we go get some mortgages on our house, dude. I had. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I couldn't pull it. There's no way I could pull it. Out. I I thought, trust me. I got I you. Like, it looks like a good place for uh, Gary
1: take care of it. I got you. Uh, thank you. Good man. As soon as you get five years when you get out of the halfway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just literally had that exact same thought after I watched your story. I was like, I know some people that need oh, some God. new mortgages. <laughs> So yeah. So my dad got, um, six months jail and, uh, three years probation and they, they knew it was, it was all mine. So, right. I got five years in the halfway house because here you can get direct sentence to the halfway house. Right. Um, but if I fuck up and get regressed, I go to um, state or prison for five years or whatever's left of my sentence. Um, I also got 10 years um, probation consecutive to my five years. Right. Damn. So, mm. mm. We ran through that pretty quick. I, I thought it was going to be longer. No, it's good. It's per. It's perfect.
1: It's a. That's a good time. It's. Uh, if we had the ghost gun thing in there, it would have been. Well, that's we'll, the- we'll talk about it. We'll talk about. It. We'll we'll do another one. We're gonna yeah. do another one.
0: No, that because that that will be great, dude. I started doing research because I to You know, I I haven't done that stuff since 2021, so I wanted to see what I've been missing out on. Right, bro. They have plans on there for a 3D printed hand grenade you can make. All right, listen you're, listen. you're gonna get. I'd be shocked if
1: this thing gets monetized at all. You've only said mail on the hat. We you only said all that stuff. Have Colby cut that part out. Dude, that, That's a couple hundred. I don't. I don't know if he can. We'll see. We'll see. He'll upload it. We'll see what he can come up with. But okay. if, if you know if I have to go through and bleep them all, God, that'd suck. Bleep what? Listen, like if you say if you say the you can usually say the name of a drug once or twice, but if you're repeatedly saying it over and over and over and over again. You should have told me that. I know. I I didn't really I wasn't really thinking about it as much as until but then you were going into it and going into it and going into it and I was like, "Wow, he's really getting into this." He, and then I started thinking how many times has he said, you know, hash, coke, marijuana? I was like, "Oh god, that's a lot." Hmm? You can't even say hash? Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, it was, it's it's obviously it's you know, it's a derivative. Well, look, you know, like they know all the, it's not like you have to say methamphetamine. If you just say meth enough times, they're going to be like, oh, he, they're talking about drugs. Okay. You know, so they know all the slang words, not all of them, I'm sure. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll figure it out.
0: My bad, bro. I'd, no, like, It's not
1: your fault. This isn't, you know, this is, I, I should have, I, I didn't realize how, um, you know, I didn't realize how prolific you were. Okay. <laughs> so but it's okay. It'll work out. We'll okay. fix it. Figure it out. It, it, if it needs to be fixed at all, I'd be shocked. What's so funny is I have some guys that have just said tons of stuff and then it's perfectly fine about other guys who have mentioned it a few times and it gets demonetized and they just will not monetize the video. <laughs> can you that. like appeal it? Yeah, you could appeal it a few times, but you know, after you appeal it once or twice, they, they'll put a thing on there where it says, listen, enough you. already. Like where well, you can you keep asking every three months. We're not changing our mind. Like it's been determined. Yeah, you know it's it. Like I have one. that's uh, after multiple reviews, we've determined. It's like, All right. <laughs> um. But anyway, so did you have any or- like, questions or anything? Like, no. I mean, I think you were super thorough. I mean, you're stuck in the halfway house now. Now, and it sounds like you just recently realized you owe 175 thousand dollars, and you're not getting out of the halfway house until. I just can't imagine spending that much time in a half
0: home. No, 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 no. So I can still go non-residential,
1: which means like uh, ankle monitor at home. No ankle monitor. No.
0: Oh, no ankle. Monitor. Okay, just uh, living at home. But um, they're they're. Um, I need to show receipts every time I spend money. They're managing or keeping an eye on my finances. They are making sure I'm working full time. Um, I can't. I don't think I can leave the county. So it's got, it's some restrictions, but it's like probably well, like, like federal probation. Yeah. It's, it's like probation. Um, and that will be, it will be like seven months in here, residential. And then whatever time after that, um, non-residential. Uh, so, you're fine. I mean, lucky. yeah, up, up, bro. If they had found, if they knew half the shit I really did. What? I'd be in the feds right now. <laughs> what happened with, what happened with the, uh,
1: with the girlfriend is do you ever hear from her? Fuck no, dude. No, fuck that and, bitch. I mean, I'm sure she.
0: She's probably sorry. She probably feels bad. You know what? I don't care. You don't <laughs> think. I I could give two shits.
1: Oh, uh, okay. A,
0: a hot mess because there was she was not slowing down when I was right.
1: Listened. So yeah, did you see it. the video we released like I think yesterday, Sunday? Uh, which one was that this chick uh Danica about she broke her she broke her boyfriend out of federal I mean uh, out of
0: state prison oh I saw that wasn't on Spotify no it's on my channel yeah yeah no I saw that when I was looking at your channel this morning I want to watch that uh yeah yeah I haven't seen that yet yeah she's uh, like we you know we don't typically edit
1: videos but it really it was over three hours long and we edited it was like three and a half, a little bit more than three and a half hours long. And now I think Colby got it down to like, we, we, we edited roughly an hour off of it. And people are still complaining that she's, she's rambling on and on and on and on. And I'm thinking like, we cut a ton out. She's got a great story, but she was, you know, she was, um, she was nervous, you know, nervous and, and, and and she was rambling and we trimmed it down and uh but she does have a, an interesting story cuz you know she broke like she, bro- she broke her boyfriend out of prison like that I didn't watch that that's, that's insane
0: it wasn't like a camp it was
1: like oh no no two layers of fences guard towers he had to get through three doors with um allen wrenches that she threw over he drugged oh, a guard shit. it's this is serious I watch it but of course so what's so funny is that when she's telling it it doesn't feel serious yeah, <laughs> the guy it is. Allen wrenches. Yeah, but it is serious. And I'm kind of like just the whole time going. And she's and she's so and she's funny about it. She's like, yeah, you know, you know, she's you mean like, kill fence. She's yeah. like, I, you know, I, I, I got the bolt cutters, you know, I'm good with a pair of bu- bolt cutters. And she said, I, uh, you know, it's, you're like, why do you like she's joking around the whole time. But, but it <laughs> takes her forever to get to the point where she's breaking because I don't really know the story. I read a couple uh, there was two articles I read about her that she sent me just to kind of like, okay, you're saying you broke a guy out of jail. I, I'm having a hard time believing that I'm going to need something. <laughs> she sent me two articles and I was like, oh, wow, this is real. It checked out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She like really broke these two guys. One, oh, it was just her boyfriend, but he brought a buddy. You know, of course, I mean, you know, the hole's already cut. So <laughs> she, uh, yeah. So the idea that she, that anybody would do that. Is so over the top insane. And she downplays it like it was Louisiana. Like, oh What why didn't you say so? Yeah. Wait, the... not to spoil the story, but did she end up doing time for this? Oh yeah. They yeah. made it all of like five days. Like five days later, she get they get they all get arrested. They get arrested. She ends up going to jail. Well, I'm sorry, they both they all go to jail, but for some reason. He doesn't have like she's got like two and a half million dollars worth of bond or bond or something. He should have a hold on him because he's, he's in federal prison. Like technically, technically you're in, it, not federal. Sorry. He's in a state prison.
0: Yeah, he's in it. Like, he's
1: right. But he escaped. So they arrest him on the uh, on the escape. He literally gets a bond. A low bond, because for some reason, somebody didn't do something in the system to say, hold him. For,
0: or <laughs> he just escaped. Yeah,
1: he actually gets a bond. That's they insane. bond him out, and somebody bonds him out. So no. Then she, yeah, then she's calling around, and she actually is in jail waiting to be sentenced, and she's talking to him on the phone going, she's like, this is, like, I'm in jail right now, and you're out there. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, but they catch him again. You know, this guy, he, like, he's escaped, I don't know what she said, five or six times. She's like, he's constantly getting in and out of jail. I guess his whole life is like, they... I get out. I fuck up. I go back. I escape. <laughs> um, he like he he's great at escaping prison. He's not great at life.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> sound
1: like it. No. You go to jail and you realize that there's lots of guys in there that like they know how to do time. Like yep. they can keep themselves comfortable. They 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 have the hookup on everything. They very quickly um, acclimate to the to the situation easily, and and they have they're they're living as good as you can live in in prison. And, but you realize, like you, you got out and robbed the bank at the halfway house, right? <laughs> then you went to prison for four years on that, right? Got back out, right? Then two year or, or two years into your probation, you got picked up for you know selling whatever, right? Went back for six years, yeah. Then you got out, and within a year, you were caught for making you know you know, counterfeit money or, you know, for counterfeiting money. And they're like, right, right. You got four years for that. Yes. Then you like, they, like they've they been on, they've been in and out of custody their entire life. Never got off probation. Yeah. Never, supervisable. Yeah, never, never, never successfully completed a supervision, um, of, of any kind since they were like 15 you're like, and yet you got here like six months ago, you're getting paid for two jobs that you're not working. People are coming to visit you. Every visitation, you have someone coming. You've got a ton of food in your locker. Your clothes are pressed. You're, somebody makes your bed. You've got a guy cleaning your room. You're on two on a softball team, a baseball team. Like you're like living the best you can live in here, but you can't stay out of prison. No, nah. yep. I know. You got it figured out inside, but once they get out, it's just... right. They're like, I know, man. I know it's crazy. <laughs>
0: They're okay with it. Hey, more power to them. Yeah, that's just not me.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm, I got to be done with this. I
0: mean, you made the best of your situation. I'm trying to make the best of my
1: situation. I'm definitely trying.
0: I mean, while you were in there, you made the
1: best of it. yeah, I made the best of it because I'm not still in there. Trimmed well, off twelve years. That's the way you do it. That's the way to do it. No the way been to been do hard. it is not to do it. Yeah, Not everyone
0: has Frank Amadeo at their disposal. Somebody else can do that.
1: That time. <laughs> yeah. That's too much time for me. We need to spread this around.
0: <laughs>
1: you can... Tommy, five. Jimmy, you can do two. Billy. <laughs> sorry, I'm not doing it. No. You're not... Nobody's putting money on my books. No. So, yeah, Frank Amadeo. I'd love to get him on the podcast. He'd be... He would be
0: amazing. If he would... I don't know. Just... I just... He's not gonna do it. How much longer is he gonna be in for? Huh? How much longer is he gonna be in for? It? Is he
1: out? He's not. He's out. When he got he himself get? out on the um the first step act. He got himself out. Then after about a year and a half, they threw him back in prison. They yeah. they violated him for six months. He got himself back out again. And it, why haven't you got him on the show? Because he's he's just not gonna he's not gonna do it. And right now he's basically terrified because they threw him back in jail. Like they, they, they literally, the government just lied to get him thrown back in. They were trying to get him thrown back in custody. And he eventually went back in front of the judge and was like, where's the proof of this? Where's the proof of that? Where's the proof? And the judge was like, where's the proof of any of this stuff you guys are saying he did. And when they came up with, well, it was a, it was a, uh, an anonymous call. Okay. And we can't prove that he left the jurisdiction, but, uh, um, we, uh, uh, we just got a call that we um uh, well where's the proof he was wearing an ankle monitor where's the uh, <laughs> well his probation officer said and the probation officer like doesn't show up like it was a whole just a cluster of, you realize they were just desperate to try and get him thrown back into jail oh I'm sure and now but he's back out again but now everybody I've talked to is like oh he's terrified like now he doesn't do it he doesn't barely afraid to go to work and back like
0: so no interviews
1: whatsoever so I, so I don't see him doing an interview plus being in prison and telling your story, and you're you're, you know, unencumbered by judgment, yeah. and and he had ten or ten or so more years to go, ten or twelve more years to go when it when he was when I wrote his story, so, you know, he's thinking like he's just he's surrounded by people that think all the things that he did were cool, right? And so then I write the story, he loved it, loved the story, and I was if you read the story, like I was. I was brutal about just everything his from his mental condition, you know, to every everything across the board, how he behaves, everything. And he loved it. Um, I mean, just the subtitle. I mean, I'm no surprised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, he, and think about it. Imagine someone saying that about, about you. Your, you know, and you're just like, yeah. And he's like, nice. Yeah. I like it. I love it. And, then, you know, it was all, everything's true. Yeah. Well, so then I get out of prison. I tell him and he's still in prison. I'm communicating with him. I'm like, I'm going to blow this thing into a whole book. I want to start interviewing people. I want to interview this guy, this guy. And he starts helping me arrange all those interviews (laughs) from inside prison. Like he's calling these guys. He'll be interviewed. And I'm starting to set up the interviews. I interviewed one guy, um, one guy that he set up the interview with. And we were going to do a second interview, a more in-depth interview. And he suddenly, um, and then suddenly Frank realized he was going to get out of prison. So suddenly the first, he realized the first step act actually was going to allow him, like they got passed and he realized, oh my gosh, I'm actually, this is going to work for me. I'm actually going to get let out. And suddenly he called all these people and said, don't be interviewed. And I'm like, wait a second. Like what I think happened was he started thinking to himself, you know, I'm going to get out and I'm going to have an opportunity to kind of rebrand myself. I don't have to do 10 more years. 10 or 12 more years so I have an opportunity to brand myself do I want Matt Cox to say that tell the story that he's telling like it's cool in here yeah. and it's, you know it doesn't hurt me in here but if I'm outside trying to get back into being a um you know um uh, being a uh, raising capital or venture capitalist uh, yeah ad- adver- or um advising bankrupt uh, companies in bankruptcy or he doesn't want to be the emperor right. If I want to be a venture capitalist, like, I don't need this book floating around. Talking about um, poisoning villages. Right, exactly. <laughs> so he kind of tried to put the the kibosh on it. Well, what happened was I started making phone calls. I ended up getting a bunch of, I went through his his uh, discovery, no, his discovery, I did, and his docket sheet. And I got a bunch of affidavits that were filed by people about him, which were a lot like interviews. So now I, I was able to feather those in. I was able to go through this documentary and transcribe it and use the transcriptions of the documentary. Know. Yeah. And I, so I used that as a transcript. And I used the first interview that I made with the, with one of his guys. Then I contacted another one of his former um, business partners and interviewed him, which Fred, he hadn't talked to him in eight years. Since before he went to prison. Right. So he couldn't contact him because he didn't know I contacted him. I actually had a bu- uh, I actually have a guy who contacted me and said, look, if you ever need to co- track somebody down, let me know I'm a private investigator. Absolutely. So he tracked this guy down. So I wrote the book with all of these guys help help. And I also ended up interviewing a guy who was a former CIA agent. Bustamante? Bustamante. That's how Danny met Bustamante. After I interviewed, after he read Frank's book and I did a huge interview with him throughout the whole book. I called Danny and said, you need to get this guy on. Dude,
0: he's brilliant. I love Bustamante.
1: But listen to what happened with Danny. And so Danny's like, who is it? What? I don't know, bro. Who? Are, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. He goes, okay, well, uh, give me his information. I'll contact him. Two weeks later, nothing. I call him up. Did you talk to that guy? No, not yet. Oh, I'm gonna, bro. I'm gonna. Send me the information again. Bustamante then a week or two later sends me a thing saying, hey, I've never heard from this guy. You said this guy was going to contact me. I said, okay, call him again this went on for two months finally Danny's right. like calls me up he's like bro man I, I need somebody I go bro I gave you a fucking guy <laughs> you I gave him a great guy right so he contacts him he shows up two three days later and then Danny like right after the episode D- or Danny calls me and he's like bro that dude's amazing that was it I'm like like I'm not sending you scumbag idiots. Like this, I told you the guy's brilliant. Yeah. He's you know he's a former CIA. So <laughs> he's had him on like four times now. Bustamante's doing everybody's show. Yeah, he's doing Rogan soon.
0: He did uh, Sean Ryan, right?
1: Yeah, he's done everybody. He did uh, he did Lex uh, Lex Freeman the other day? Yeah. Yep. Like he's huge. Listen, uh, Bustamante uh, won't return a text message from me now. You
0: no, know, he's too big time now. Oh, of
1: course not. I <laughs> talked to you. Cox. Sounds familiar. <laughs> Huh. Rings a I think bell. I talked to a guy named Con. Oh, that, 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 the con man guy? Oh, no, I, can't. <laughs> I can't be associated with him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So anyway, I wrote that book. And here's the thing. Frank's read the book. So did I know Frank's, re- I actually was contacted by somebody. Did who you send wouldn- him a copy? No. no, but I know he read it because one, he's posted it on his Instagram account. He's sent people the link because I was con- – when he went to jail, uh, somebody who was talking to him contacted me and said, listen, I can't get in touch with this guy. I don't know what happened. I said, well, how do you – how why are you contacting me? She said, because I know you wrote a book about him. And I said, well, how do you know I wrote a book about him? And she said, because he sent me the link to the book and told me if I wanted to know about him to read the book. Do you think it's actually him on Instagram? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, here's why I think it's, it's him because – there are photographs of him that I've never seen. And these are like, these are like family photos. So I really do think it's him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, there, I, I I definitely not, not just that his lawyer contacted me one time through Instagram because she contacted me through Instagram. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's him. I will, listen, Thousand me like they, they just called the maintenance crew, so
0: I'm no, not go. one go. They, no. they missed for count. It's never anything important, bro. That's ridiculous. But yeah. Listen, man, I was in a halfway house. If you didn't have
1: a job, you had to clean like three times a day. They
0: make you work in the kitchen here. Yeah. It, oh. it's, nice. it's the worst. It's like, it's bad enough that like, I have to be here and now I have to go work in this fucking shithole kitchen. Like, and, oh, bro, and they don't let you cook the food. You're just like bagging bologna sandwiches. And like, it's just, yeah. But I and mean, at least when you have a job, you're not in the halfway house all the time, even though they're taking half your money. But. Do they really take half? Yeah, so. Right, 30%. Um, so like, I get like $1,000 a check, like every two weeks. And I get to keep like a couple hundred bucks. And then they take the other 800 and they put half towards restitution. Yeah. <laughs> and then half to our savings. And we get our savings when we go non res. So it's, it's well, there's just, they, that's because they care about you. Dude, it's just, to, it it's just to reform us and help us. It's all, yeah, it is. You know. It is. But the, the
1: problem is you don't understand tough love. <laughs> that's the problem. You've been coddled. They yeah. won't, They're trying to help you. Totally. It's, yeah. Make oh. it $6 an hour. I feel the love. People helping people. So yeah. it's funny at the halfway house in Tampa, run by the uh, uh, Goodwill, they take 30% of your gross. So think about it 20% of your check goes toward taxes. Right. So they would take the gross and they take 30. You have to write them a check for 30%. So you are literally were getting it ended up being like 47 cents on the dollar or something. That's it was ridiculous. like, I'm making. 47 cents on the dollar and then you know these guys are all pissed off like these bastards and this that, and, and they all wanted to go home but I sat there one day and I you know put pen to paper and I was like I can't live for less than this Look, like I you know what I'm saying because if you, you did them like these guys fed us four times a day you know now granted you could pay for extra stuff but you, your base meal wasn't that bad you know, the base meal wasn't horrible. So it was like, I get three meals a day. I get a place to stay. They take 30%. I get 50%. All of that. I, just, I spent mo- nothing. Like I made it, I made it like a game to spend as little as I could across the board.
0: That's pretty much what I do.
1: <laughs> right. And like, I, I remember one of the first things I did when I went to Walmart, I bought a pair of clippers, which I still have to this day. I was giving myself a haircut. Why am I going to pay $30 bucks to, for somebody to cut my hair? For 40 bucks, I can get a pair of clippers. Yep. Every two weeks, I'm... Nye, nye, nye. I mean, I still do it sometimes. Really? I mean, I still cut the sides of it down. That looks good. There. Well, this I is- pay 10 bucks. We got we got a couple of barbers in here. Oh, it's even better if you got a barber. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm not letting any of those guys cut my hair at this place.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these guys are like legit barbers, so... I mean, 10 bucks, go to the laundry room. Oh, listen, some yeah. of the barbers in prison.
1: Some like, of them are prison barbers. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to get a better barber because, because think about it. They like, they can spend some time on your hair. Oh, they're yeah. not trying to mash them out. They're like, it's perfect. It's, you know, they're, they're really like artisans. You can be an artisan an
0: experience,
1: right? You can be an artisan when you don't have to pay your bills. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it becomes just about the finished product and not about. Not about getting them done as quick as possible. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, I just didn't want to use the clippers and stuff at the place. You know, those, some of these guys are such just disgusting.
0: Yeah, this, so this I'm sure kid, you're fine. He cleans shit. Like he has an apron, uh, nice clippers. It's legit. But as far as like living off of like, you couldn't live off what you're getting, bro. Even if I was getting all 1450 an hour that I make. Right. The cost of living here is so crazy. Like, yeah. You can't get a one bedroom apartment for less than like fourteen hundred bucks. Oh okay, yeah, that's how it is. And
1: and it's funny, my rent here is actually pretty reasonable. Like, but my, I had an apartment that was about fourteen to fifteen hundred dollars for a one bedroom apartment.
0: Now is that like in downtown Tampa?
1: No, no, this was in a suburb. But it was brand new. It's a brand new complex. Now I could have gotten for nine hundred bucks a month, or a thousand. I probably could have gotten a one-bedroom place would have been 20 or 30 years old. It probably wouldn't have been the, like this place was a gated community. Everything was, was nice. Like, it was super nice. Everything was brand new. Like I was the first person to live there.
0: Yeah, like 1,400 here, you're getting a one-bedroom and it's it's like a 50 shindle, years old.
1: Yeah, no. Shit,
0: dirty carpet. I, like, like, yeah. No, like my, I, I
1: live in what's, this place is probably over, two, probably 21, 2200 square feet. I have a, a four-bedroom three bath house with a two car garage built three years ago
0: and how much brand new you're right uh, huh? yeah which is it
1: 2600 2650
0: actually 2650 It's pretty expensive no, no not, not bad, not bad yeah no for what it is that's great but i can't afford that making 14 15 an hour right well nah, i can't afford it either like i, I <laughs> we i
1: ever we have a roommate we have you know oh really yeah yeah, well, listen, I'd run out roommate, all the wood if I could. But
0: what was it come out to, like, with your roommate?
1: You know, we're still paying like nineteen hundred something a month, which is great for that, you know? right? And you know, it comes with my—I st- got my studio in the middle of it. You know, you got your art studio there too, right? Or is that a in, that's in the garage?
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Can't even work in the garage. You can't even walk out. It's Florida. You can't even walk outside right now.
0: How hot is it? It's like a hundred here, bro. But we don't have humidity.
1: No, the humidity will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. I sold You're, my car.
0: Your Jeep? Yeah.
1: Why? I sold it. Why? I I because I drove it like like I haven't had it in over a month, but like the month the last month I had it, I drove it like three times in a month. And I was like, what am I doing?
0: Yeah. Why do you I have to share a car now?
1: Yeah, but we don't go anywhere. We go to the gym in the morning. Uh Jess drives us both to the gym in the morning. She drops me off. She leaves, she goes to work. I don't know what happened. I don't know where she's going in during the day. She goes somewhere. She comes back with a paycheck. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so if I need to go somewhere, like I'll, I'll go, I'll wait on the weekends. And then I'm like, hey, I need to go to Home Depot and we need to go to Target. And she's like, cool, let's go. And if I had to, I could borrow her car. But I think I did have to go to the, I did travel to, fuck, I don't even know where I went, like Indianapolis or something. No, wait, Columbus, Ohio. I went to Columbus like two, three weeks ago. And I took, you know, I think, now oh, did she drop me off? I Ubered. You that, right? No, I know, but I'm talking about going to the airport.
0: Okay, yeah. I thought you were saying at first that you were driving there. I was like, that's far drive. Did I Uber there?
1: I think I Ubered there. That's it. But it's it's like, it was like 30 bucks. Yeah. You it's know, not it's nothing. What are you paying for your car? Four or five hundred? I was paying like Three seventy five, the plus insurance. plus insurance was a couple hundred. A couple hundred, yeah, a month. It was almost, yeah, but it's like it was like twelve hundred. It's like yeah, it's like eleven ninety or something every six months. It's like two hundred bucks a month.
0: You don't have any DUIs or anything. That's that sounds high. No.
1: I've no no tickets nothing. Yeah. I had one ticket. I went to driving school.
0: I mean, the last you know fifteen years, you haven't really been driving much. So. None. And I'm old. Right. Yeah. I live out in the middle of nowhere. That's crazy. I know. It's a lot. You should chop around. Yeah, you should shop around. It was a Geico. There's, there's there's better rates out there than a Geico. Trust me. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. Well, listen, yeah, I'm not going to. Like, I'm going to try it. We're going to try and save money to buy a house. So, you anyway. know, not like I used to do it. I was going to say, and I, was, yeah. I was trying to think of something. <laughs> Legit, you need to actually put down a down payment. And you can't get it back. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean that's gone? <laughs> you can't, can't we write a check out of the closing to a construction company? No, Mr. Cost. <laughs> this is their money. That's crazy. Can we bump up the purchase? home. Just let Jess handle that. You yeah. shouldn't even go. <laughs> it's going to be too much temptation. First of all, I can't even think about it. She's got to buy a house anyway. She'd have to buy, it, or we got to get owner financing. Can't buy it in my name. So you want six million dollars? Oh it's like, yeah! You're oh. just gonna attach to the house. I can't do that. I'm not stupid. Yeah, I would just be st- that would like
0: I might as well rent. Yeah. You don't have trouble finding renters with like your record?
1: N- no, because the um, when they run you, your federal record doesn't show up. Yeah, they have to pay so that, to get a federal your federal record to show up they have to pay like 80 or a hundred bucks or something. And most renter renters companies out here, they pay like the $40 one, which is just for state.
0: No shit.
1: Yeah. And even the federal one, I think it only goes back. So if they do it, it only goes back so far. And then the feds don't report for they, like after seven years or nine years or something, they don't report. They might, cause trust me, I've every place I've been, I've been brand new complexes. Every single place has said, you don't have a record. Huh. So I stopped saying it. Yeah. Um, why, why bring that up? Yeah, totally. I mean, you know, it's just silliness. That's What's funny. really funny is that my landlord, who I, you know, nope. I said, nope, I'm good. Ran a check, everything. And then a year later, sent me a text one day and said, I just saw you on TV. I
0: was gonna, I was waiting
1: for that. I was like, how have they not seen the, the home title? Lock commercial? And I was like, and I, I, I just sent him the emoji with the big eyes. <laughs> that one, you know, though. And he just, he put, just said back, you know, ha, 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 ha. He goes, it's not a big deal. Listen, and he renewed my lease after that. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. We've never talked about it. Hey, maybe he watches the show. I know. Like, like, here's the thing. What, if you saw me on TV and I had given you the name, you know, Lee Black, the fact (laughs) that I gave you my name, like I can't do anything in my name. Right. If I say, if I introduce you as Matt Cox and I say, I'm going to do something, I have to do it. Yeah. I, I introduce you, as, introduce myself to you as, you know, David Silver. You better. You better watch out. You be, you got some problems coming your way. But, you know, he, so he probably looked into it and said, ah, he's good. Plus I'm on probation. Like all he's got to do is call my probation officer. I'm done. I can never be in front of my judge again. Why? he's gonna kill me no matter what it is it's like oh Mr Cox oh you were jaywalking well let's give you 10 years to think about that is no matter <laughs> what it is he's got to be like oh no 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 they just not no. I don't think he has it out for me I think he thinks I got a stiff sentence which I I know he believes I got he gave me a stiff sentence the guy within the guidelines but he also gave me a huge break you know? Like, he gave me 12 years off of a 26-year sentence that, Absolutely. who knows, I probably, whether I think I had it coming or not, under the guidelines, I probably, I, I did not have it coming under the guidelines. Yeah. So, well, really, that, that's not true. Part of it, I did have coming. I, I really feel like I had the whole thing coming. But I think he was, he realizes that he didn't have to lean my way. He didn't have to do it. He probably would have slept like a baby had he not done it, and he said, "You know what? I really think he got hammered." So I'm, and I do think that these things he's done, he was promised, he was told to do them. You know, did why did he do them? Did he do them because he's a changed man? Like he even says that in my sentencing, he's like, "I I can't determine that." Doesn't matter why. Right. Or did it right? It matters that I was told to do it. I did it. I was. I believed I was doing it for a reason that I was told and they were going to reduce my sentence. That's what I was told. So he, and I'm sure he understands like what a horrible position I was in. And so he, he cut me a break. So, you know, like, I don't have, you know, a lot of guys like hate their, their judges and their, their, the U.S. attorneys or their, you know, that's sorry, the, or in your case, like the district attorneys and like, he hated me and fucked that guy. And and, And I just don't feel like that. Like, I feel like the, the sentencing guidelines are they're draconian in the federal system. They're just it, it they're just they're just horrible. They're horrendous.
0: I mean, bro, how did Elizabeth Holmes get 10 years and stole how much billion billions of dollars? Right. And then you get 26?
1: Right. And she went to trial. Like, like she didn't
0: go and in and say, Look, she didn't go in and say, Look, I fucked up. I want to plead
1: guilty. I want to take nope, you she's paid. She got 26 years. That's crazy. She went in
0: and said i to do nothing. Yeah, she didn't even admit right no except it's the responsibility to nothing i mean the only thing with you is like you made them look like fucking idiots right it, it, they and they hate bad press yeah they do hate bad press. you made them
1: look bad so <laughs> you they did. made not look bad so <laughs> um i think you know what's so funny is uh i have a buddy who does legal work for inmates he actually knows several inmates in the same prison As Elizabeth Holmes.
0: Really? Yeah. Is it Rossini?
1: No, it's, I don't want to say who it is. Okay, okay. So, no, Rossini's in prison. He's not in a female prison. Oh, it's He's the guy on the outside who does legal work. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, from my understanding is like she, like the first few months she was in, like she was having a bad time. They're like, she's, like she doesn't want to take a shower. Like she's on the computer. Oh, she's, think about, imagine the like she never really did any time the idea that she went in I'm saying yeah. up to this she was
0: on she was on house arrest yeah so in a, now like you're mansion. going in in a mansion yeah yeah even if you're going to like, a camp, like just going from having yeah. everything in the world like I couldn't, have, I couldn't imagine it was she bad happened. enough for me
1: she's going from up here to below zero yeah. you know she's and and so they were just like like she's she stumbles around she's depressed she all she does is want to sleep she's on the computer she she's like mumbling to herself like she doesn't look like she wants to take a shower like she's just like her clothes are fucked up they're like she could tell she's going through it i'm sure you know she's starting to really sink in i'm gonna be here a while there's nothing i can do
0: what's have you heard updates like what's what she's doing now I mean, she's already gotten
1: a few years off her sentence. She she won something and they knocked some time off her sentence. I don't even know why, but, you know, and she's going to get like these uh, FSA credits that they have. They have this whole thing on the first step. change. She's going to end up doing, she's still going to do six or seven years.
0: You think? That long?
1: Yeah. Six, ten. Eh, it wasn't ten. I thought it was like 11 or 12. It wasn't 11 or 12, but she's got a couple of years. So she's probably at 10 now she yeah she let's say six years
0: i'll bet she does six years and then what did fucking Sonny get like 15 or 20 or something he got more time than he she blamed it all on him yeah that's that poor guy man you know like he just got fucked
1: a jury didn't didn't like that mean indian man (laughs) taking advantage of that that poor innocent white woman who happens to be (laughs) a pathological liar yeah Yeah. Who speaks like this and weird. Yeah. She didn't sound like that, by the way, everybody in prison is like, they totally dropped that. Like that's out the window. Like (laughs) my little, my little con man. I'm Steve. I'm a reincarnation of Steve jobs. Bullshit. Yeah. That's (laughs) over. Good. know what she was going for. No
0: black turtlenecks in prison.
1: No. (laughs) Hey, I appreciate you guys watching. Do me a favor. If you like the video, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell. So you get notified of videos just like this. Also leave me a comment in the comment section you like the video please share the video because it does help uh if you are that this is my (laughs) this is my booking agent um so we're gonna we're gonna tell him sorry i can't talk right now so but i really appreciate you guys watching and leave me a comment and if you'd like to support the channel you can support it for ten dollars a month on patreon the link is in the description If you want to be Uh, on the channel. My email address is in the description. We also have a form, so please fill out the form. I would love to talk to you about your true crime story. Really appreciate you guys watching. Thank you very much. See ya.